0: Happy Friday, everyone! Welcome to Unsafe Space. You're watching Coffee Break. It is Friday, August twenty eighth, two thousand and twenty. I'm your co-host Carter Laren, and today we have a special host situation. Uh, Carrie is here temporarily, sort of, from a car.
1: <laughs> but I'm here. Hello.
0: But. We also have a new person to introduce you to who does a lot of behind the scenes work for us and is responsible for editing a lot of videos and uh, I believe is planning a revolution with Ninja Kitty in the chat, uh, which I'm trying to get to the bottom of uh, Beverly. You can Hello. tell. Yes. There you go.
2: Ninja and kitty and I will take over. And Beverly's kitty cat. What's your cat's name? Corey. This is Corey. He's napping for now. Cute. He's got a little nub tail here. It's so short. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I love you just hanging out there. <laughs> um, yeah, I, well, welcome to the, if, if it's your first time here, this is unsafe space. This is a live show. We do Mondays and Fridays. You can follow us at unsafespace.com, uh, I'm only going to be here for a few minutes because I'm on the road and had to find a quiet place to do this. But I wanted to talk to you, Carter and Beverly, about – did you guys watch any of the RNC? A little bit. Just
2: like a few minutes.
0: No, I didn't watch Carter, anything. Didn't
1: see-
0: Except for I saw the Mikey so- uh, the Mikey thing.
1: Oh, Mikey. Yeah, so our friend Mike Harlow got to go to the White House last night. Uh, you guys should follow him if you're not. All right. You can't follow him on Twitter because he's been unjustly permabanned. But you can follow him on Facebook. He's at Mikey, Mike Harlow or on uh, YouTube at Mikey Harlow or Mike the Harlow. Uh, anyway, he got to go to the White House for the speech last night, and he was in a pre recorded piece of other liberals and people on the left who have walked away from the Democratic Party. And I thought they did a very good job with the piece. I thought it was very authentic. It represented – I walk away very well. Walk away – I was talking about this with my uh boyfriend it walk away has been so organic and they don't know what to do the democrats don't know what to do about it and so what they've done is they've kind of just tried to pretend that it's all we're all russian bots or they've tried to say it's manufactured i feel like they've ignored it also what, right or they've ignored it um but then what 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 they've done is they've tried to cop, they've actually tried to manufacture something. Biden, I saw Biden came out with this thing that was like a, a ripoff of walk away, but it was the Biden campaign doing it, It's saying, you know, these are people who have left the Republican Party for the Democratic Party. I'm like, I don't know any of those people. It's not organic. I'm sure there are some. It's just that it's not this groundswell of movement. Like I've seen people like myself from the left who are leaving um, yeah, and, I mean the one. F- f-
0: Sorry, go ahead.
1: Well, I was just to that was say- reiterated when I I watched C-SPAN, a clip of C-SPAN with Democrats yeah. who were calling into C-SPAN and flooding C-SPAN with stories of walking away while they were watching the RNC.
0: Right, and I, the Republicans that I've seen walk away, it seems to be the establishment Republicans trying to establish a because there's the, like the Lincoln. I think they call them Lincoln project or lincoln republicans or whatever who um but there they were all like establishment blue check mark pipe people who were never trumpers it was like like those kind of people it wasn't any sort of groundswell of average normal republicans walking around that left it was just yeah. you know yeah people who wrote for spectator who were like pissed off that trump one
1: members of the elite already yeah yeah is what you mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's weird yeah Well, so I watched part of it. I I watched uh, Trump's speech last night. I watched most of Mike Pence's speech. I saw the um, uh, Clarence Henderson, which, by the way, I thought, okay, here's someone that they won't attack. Because he was one of the diners who, like during the civil rights movement, in that infamous photo, like, and they, they still. I went on Twitter, and I was, I was thinking, this will restore my faith in humanity because, at the very least, I won't see very much vitriol towards him. And I was so wrong. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter. They're just against every speaker, essentially.
1: Yeah, and if they, it doesn't matter if they're if they're black, then they're going to use racist slurs against them. Um, someone even said they were making. They were mocking the uh the guy from north carolina in the wheelchair mm-hmm.
2: i forget his name yeah i forget his name too but it was just that they that he was standing up was was like rebuking rebuking everyone like the the protests like the event like uh, taking the knee and stuff i'm like what he's someone who uh, was told that he would never walk again and it's just
3: yeah ugh.
0: i mean i, I didn't anyway, what else is I? All I heard about the RNC convention was that it was super popular. Like it, it the ratings were through the roof compared to the DNC. But were that's they? All right. Yeah. Well,
1: I'm not surprised. Okay, so my takeaway was that of the the bits and pieces of the speeches I saw, it was very positive, positive. Mm-hmm. and they they definitely uh, they know what they know the score about the cultural revolution we're currently undergoing, and. They're not oblivious. For a while, I thought the Republican Party seems to be oblivious. They're not really paying attention to what's going on, but they seem to know the score. Much like Trump's speech that he gave. Uh, where was that? Recently, the big one, Carter. The one we a talked big about. Big Trump
0: speech. <laughs> I don't. Know. I'm, I'm sorry.
1: sorry. <laughs> this is this is a terrible comment. The one he gave where. Uh, What's the name of the place where all the guys are carved on? Mount Rushmore?
0: Oh, there we go. (laughs) Beverly to the rescue. (laughs) Mount Rushmore.
1: (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) My brain's not working well today. Anyway, that Mount Rushmore speech was the first one where I I thought, okay, he's aware of what's going on. He gets the Cultural Revolution. I felt like... A lot of the speakers here also understand the stakes and they were talking about how this election is about preserving America and American values and what makes America unique, which is freedom of speech. You know, they highlighted the fact that Trump is currently the candidate who's the most anti-war out of the choices we have. You know, he's all of these if, if you are a traditional, if you're a classical liberal, if you're a liberal, he's the most liberal candidate. And they seemed to be aware of that, and I was hoping they would highlight some of those things, and they they did, and it was positive. I felt I felt inspired by some of what I heard. Um, he also mentioned God. Uh, you know, strategically, I thought he's mentioning the right things. Whether he's a true believer or not, that's going to please people of faith who rightly feel like their their faith is under attack in this country. So, yeah, it was interesting. I thought they did a good job.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't want I don't mean to be like, I'm not trying to not contribute. I just I, you know me, Carrie. I don't I'm like eh, politics like I, I don't really I don't pay attention too much other than to, to other than to. Uh, I do sometimes hate on the SJW takeover of the Democrats a little bit. But uh, yeah, I mean, I. Look, the fact that they had people like Mike Carlo in their videos, who he was the one who, you know, in that video, he mentioned both of the things that you talked about. He mentioned uh, being anti-war and voting for Trump because Trump is the by far the most anti-war of the two candidates. And he mentioned freedom of speech and voting for Trump because he's the freedom of speech candidate. Now, is Trump perfect on either one of those things? Absolutely not. But uh, he's certainly not Biden, who seems to be beholden to the radical SJW left, who literally would yeah. be willing to start a war in our cities as well as overseas, <laughs> so. Um,
1: yeah, and I saw, one last thing before I go, I saw Tim Poole did a tweet thread, I think it was this morning, anyway, I just saw it this morning, and it seemed to be the most full-throated uh, explanation of of why he's voting for Trump, he, yeah. why he's decided to vote for Trump, and did you see it, Beverly? Yeah. He said, among many, many other things, you know, this violence that's going on, the fact that the Democratic Party is either silent about it or in some cases openly supports it and endorses it, like Kamala Harris has done, that that they're, they're doing nothing about it and that Biden is a coward hiding in a basement. He said, at the end of the day, I'd rather vote for the asshole than the coward. And I think a lot of people are feeling that way. A lot of Democrats are feeling that way. Somebody I saw in the responses to him said, you know, uh, I think it was an athlete said, I used to win championships when my coach was an asshole. I never won a championship with a coach who was a coward. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, I prefer the asshole. I do.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I anyway. mean, okay. I don't I'm I don't gonna... care so much about asshole or uh, like. I don't know. We have this thing where everyone's supposed to be nice. Like, who cares if he's nice? What's he doing? Like, I don't, I don't really care if he's nice to reporters or, like, he's a cool guy to get a beer with. That, they used to say that about Obama. He would be fun to hang out with. I'm like, I don't give a crap. I don't care if he's an asshole to hang out with. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, what matters is what he's doing. What are his principles? What, he's, like, what are the policies he's doing? Not, not whether he's a cool guy, Like, I, but that's how people vote. So some people, I guess.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna take off so you guys can have undisturbed reception. Have a good cafe. Hello to everybody in the chat. Uh, I'll be back as like regular on Monday, and we've been doing interviews. We have more interviews that are coming.
0: We do have more interviews, and Carrie, actually, we have even more now. I got to tell you about. We got to work on. We we are we're swamped in a good way, (laughs) so it's good. We got a lot of lot of stuff going on. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I did just throwing that out there. There's more now. I we just have you and I haven't had time to talk. So, yeah. All right. Well, okay. thank you for taking the time have a good to vacation. join. vacation. Yeah, enjoy Bye. your vacation.
1: take care, guys.
0: Bye. Ah, uh, all right. All right.
2: Well, glad she's finally gone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Beverly, seen Beverly. Tell tell the audience about about yourself, just so they know, because you're new, on camera.
2: Um, my my name is Beverly. I am currently in Chicago. I came here to do comedy, so while not uh, an ex-SJW like Carrie, I do have a comedy background like she does. Um, I've been doing the video editing for clips and stuff for Unsafe Space. I've watched every episode of Unsafe Space starting from the first one. Uh, so dedicated fan here. And now I've just been working my way up to be on the show and eventually take it over with Ninja Kitty.
0: So things are going well. Yeah, I think that's that sounds all that sounds all good, Beverly. So um, can I I, I want to walk through some stuff. I know this is going to sound weird, but this have you been paying to, attention to the, the Kyle Rittenhouse thing in Kenosha? Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Some of i I'm, I'm not the most clear on everything because I keep seeing different stuff. So yeah. So walk me walk me through it.
0: Well, Carrie doesn't like walk... me to uh, Carrie doesn't like me to use videos, so uh, I don't have videos. But I do have, uh, I just have still images, <laughs> so that, you know, I don't know. And if you put the still images in a
2: row really quickly then it, it won't count as a video <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly no no it's i only have a few i only have a few okay. uh but yes i had thought of that too i just it's just rapidly moving still images it's not a video <laughs> so i let's just walk through the timeline i want to go through this timeline because the timeline matters and um just, well a lot of this stuff matters and this whole thing is really really pissing me off
2: hashtag timeline matters
0: right i'm good at i'm good at the hashtags all right so these are all just going to be still images. So as you know, there's the the riots happening in Kenosha. We've seen um, – we've actually seen businesses burn, um, you know, days and days of riots, businesses burning down. Like literally there was a video, I don't know if you saw it, of like some guy uh, holding back tears. Like his four-year-old family business was totally destroyed. Yeah. Like, Yeah, just ho- horrible stuff like that, right? I mean ho- horrible stuff going on. So – So this guy, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, he is, he lives in Illinois, and from his uh, background, you can see that he's clearly, like, Blue Lives Matter kind of guy, which, you know, I don't agree with those politics, but fine, it's fine, he has politics, that's okay. Um, And he did something which I think is kind of noble uh, as a cause, he saw the businesses burning down and people's lives getting destroyed and he was like i'm gonna go help defend the businesses i'm gonna go help that's now the media is painting this as like he was just looking for trouble showing up with his ar-15 well you know you've been busting blm people from city to city and antifa from city to city for decades so you know stop whining about he's just looking for trouble he went to help he went to help and and he and actually Mm -hmm. uh he did help which we'll get into but so, okay, so he gets there and the cops, the cops know it wasn't, so he, it wasn't clear what exactly group he was with, but he was with a group of of people who are all there to defend businesses. And, and at the beginning, they're like talking to cops. And this is just an image like, cause, cause the left doesn't like this at all. This is a, a cop throwing some water out to the group. Kyle's actually over here in this picture somewhere, but the rest of the group is over here and, and, uh. The cops throwing some water out at the beginning saying, like, hey, you know, we appreciate you guys. So the, the cops actually say, We appreciate you guys, we really do. And then they tell them, you know, don't be on the street and you're civilians, and this this street is only for law enforcement. I, you know, whatever. So so that happens. So then the guy gets interviewed by someone. Um that's that's Kyle Rittenhouse. He's getting interviewed, and the interviewer says to him, hey, what are you doing out here? Obviously, you're armed, and you're in front of this business that we saw burning last night, right? So so what's up? Yeah. So Kyle says uh, – he explains. He says, well, uh, people are getting injured, and our job is to protect this business. Part of my job is also to help people. If there's somebody hurt and you know, he looks down at his gun, and he goes, well – I am running it the harm's way. That's why I have my rifle, because i got to protect myself, obviously. But I also have my med kit, and he shows his med kit, which you can see uh, in this image right here. That's his med kit, right? Probably why he's wearing medical gloves. I'm not sure why he's wearing gloves, because he's not wearing a mask, so it's probably not a a COVID thing. But So he's got his gloves, and that's what he explains. Okay, fine. So then, uh, actually, he does help. A rioter, a rioter gets, their, gets injured, injures their foot, uh, gets hit by a projectile. And th- this, these images are kind of hard to see. But um, this is the rioter who's hurt and the rioter's friends um, helping, helping the person out over here. But they're walking towards Kyle who's standing right here. I know it's very blurry. He's standing right here. It's, it's a shame because it's behind a dumpster. You can't really see. But he's yelling out, I'm an EMT. If you're injured, come to me. And so the rioters uh, bring their injured friend to Kyle, who helps them out. So this is what he's doing so far at this rally. Okay, or at this riot, I won't say rally. Okay, so the night progresses. Oops. Um, I actually don't have an image of the next one, so maybe we'll back up. So um, the next thing happens is there's this crowd confrontation. Uh, And it's, you know the standard kind of thing all the uh, all the the rioters getting in people's faces and screaming at them and yelling. Now, this is not the kind of thing where I hate when the narrative is like, well, there's two sides yelling at each other. Kyle and his his cohorts here, they didn't they don't they're not in other cities. They're not coming to they're not coming to Kenosha last week. They're not wandering around with their AR-15s looking for trouble. They're here only in response to rioters. That's why they're here. The rioters are the instigators on, and like on, the, on the whole scale, right? So these guys aren't running around picking fights with rioters. They're standing in front of businesses trying to protect them. And it's the rioters who are picking fights with them, of course, because that's what they do. So during this crowd confrontation, one guy named Joseph Rosenbaum, who's obviously very angry, he's yelling at Kyle – uh, at Kyle's group, not Kyle specifically, and he's yelling, "Shoot me N-word! Shoot me N-word!" That's what he's screaming. Now it turns out that Rosenbaum has a background. By the way, I've verified these independently. When I say someone has a criminal background, I myself did the search in the for looking for the the case files in the DA's office and verified the information. I'm not going off of I'm not going off of Twitter. I'm not going off of screenshots. I looked it up. So this guy was convicted of a class three felony for child sex abuse. uh Rosenbaum. It matters wow. it matters. um I'll explain why it matters because i'm trying to I'm trying to get you to understand what's going on for Kyle this evening, right? So this guy he's a registered sex offender. We don't know what the crime was, but uh the class three requires either it was a child uh twelve or under or he used force or drugs in in rape so not a great character, clearly very angry, screaming at people. Okay, that's this. That's Joseph Rosenbaum. Um, so that's what's going on. So, the next video that we see, the next, you know, because obviously not everything's videoed. The next video that we see, this is a screenshot from it. And I'm gonna walk you through it because I know it's not, It's everything's pretty blurry. It's actually better to watch the video, but even then it's not, there's a couple of different angles, it's still not great to see. This figure right here is Kyle. This figure right here is Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum has thrown this object, which is hard to tell that it's an object, but if I, we played the video, you'd see. This is an object that Rosenbaum throws at Kyle. What's happening right now, and a few seconds before this, you see that Rosenbaum is chasing Kyle into this parking lot. Kyle's gonna, he's, Kyle comes from this lower right here, and he'll end up, behind this car going this direction, running away from Rosenbaum, who is attacking him. Um, Now, there were reports that what he threw was a Molotov cocktail. I looked at the video. It doesn't look much like a Molotov cocktail. It does look like maybe it was a bag with a brick in it. Something was heavy in it because he threw it. It wasn't like, you know, if you throw a plastic bag, it just kind of... Stops because of air friction right, not go and it doesn't fire. have enough, right, doesn't have any, uh, too low uh, density. But, so it didn't stop, like he, so he threw it, maybe it had a brick or something heavy and he's throwing a bag. I don't know what he did to Kyle beforehand and full disclaimer, I don't know if Kyle did anything to him beforehand but based on what we've seen, we don't have evidence that Kyle did anything but we do have evidence that this guy's pursuing Kyle, he was screaming at them beforehand, he's singled out Kyle, he's chasing Kyle into the parking lot and throwing heavy objects at him. Now, shortly after this uh, moment here, um, and I've looked at a couple different angles of this. You guys can go watch the videos if you want, but um, there is a first shot that I hear, but I'm I'm not 100% sure, but I'm mostly sure that it's not Kyle. It could be Kyle, but he seems to be, when that shot is fired, he seems to be running away, not facing... Uh, Rosenbaum, Rosenbaum appears to be unfazed and just kind of continues chasing. So it kind of seems like it's a shot from somewhere else. I'm not totally sure. Maybe Kyle mistakenly shot while he was running and shot at the ground in front of him. I don't, I don't know. Um, but I don't know, I don't know where that shot comes from. It doesn't hit anyone. Nothing happens. So there's a shot. But Rosenbaum is unfazed by this, so he doesn't think he's getting shot at, um, if he is getting shot at. And he's upright, and he's continuing to chase after Kyle. And he's closing in on Kyle. Now, Kyle's movements get obstructed because what you can't see in this image is there's a bunch of cars back here, it's a parking lot. So Kyle ends up kind of stuck against a bunch of cars, and he has to go in between a few cars to escape, and Rosenbaum is kind of pursuing him into the parking lot. So. Now, at this point, I, I, I don't want to state the obvious, but uh, when you are armed, you cannot let someone knock you unconscious. You cannot get into a fight. You need to shoot. You don't ta- don't attack someone with the firearm because they can't they can't afford to get in a fist fight with you. This isn't like let's have a kerfuffle and get a beer afterwards. You can't have a fist fight with someone with a firearm. They're going to shoot you and they should shoot you. Because they don't know who you are. They don't know what your intentions are. You've indicated that you're violent. You're indicated that you want to bring force into the situation. Maybe you'll take their, their your gun. Maybe they'll take your gun and go hurt other people or shoot you. You can't get into a fist fight if you have a firearm. So Kyle, probably knowing he can't get into a fist fight uh, if he's got a firearm, about one and a half to two seconds after that, the weird shot that I mentioned, You hear a volley of four more shots, and you see Rosenbaum go down in between two parked cars. He was chasing Kyle through the parking lot in between two parked cars. Rosenbaum goes down. Uh, You later hear a volley of about three more shots. I don't think those were Kyle either, but they might have been. But based on his movements and what what you're seeing around it, I'm not sure it was. I don't think it was Kyle, but it might have been. Anyway, it appears that Kyle had actually circled around, run behind a car, And he circles back, and he comes back out from behind the car, and he looks down on the ground, and he sees that Rosenbaum is down. Okay, so what does he do? You want to guess what he does, Beverly? Does Does he he go for the headshot? What? Does
2: he try to help him out?
0: Kind of. The first thing he does is he pulls out his phone. Not sure whether it was 911 or not, but he pulls out a phone, and you can hear him say, I just shot somebody.
2: Oh, right. Okay. I remember hearing about that. Right?
0: Yeah. And he's standing right there. He's not leaving the scene. He's not threatening. Like, he's he's let go of the gun. It's just slung over his – on his chest right now. So he's switched modes. He's no longer defense or anything. He is now in I'm going to help and take care of the situation mode because there's – you know, someone's been shot. I, I just shot someone. So he calls and says, I just shot somebody. And he's staying on the scene presumably maybe to help for medical or to um to wait for other medical to arrive. However – he doesn't stay there for long because a crowd of the rioters start to form and turn on him to attack. Like, and he recognizes that, oh, crap, these people are going to come after me, right? So what does he do? Yeah. Does he start shooting them? No. He turns around and he runs away. Where does he run? Well, he runs towards the police, which we'll get into in a minute. <laughs> he runs towards the cops. He doesn't run into the back alleys or get away or whatever. He runs back towards the cops. And it's not threatening anyone at this point. He is not pointing his weapon at anyone. He's literally just like, I got to run away, right? I shot someone. I'm sure he thinks it was in self-defense. I agree with him. It was in self-defense, uh, it precluding any other information that hasn't come out. Um, and so he's running away. Now, one of the people filming this yells, the dude running did it. And he's pointing out, he's pointing at Kyle, that dude shot him. That N word just shot that dude, right? And so then you have the crowd forming. Now there's a freaking crowd coming after this guy. They're yelling, "Let's get him!" You can almost see the pitchforks and torches, right? "Let's get him!" They want to, they want to go attack him. So, so now the chase starts, right? And you've got an entire chase after this poor guy, and you hear people yelling, "Get him! Get that dude! Fuck him!" And uh, you see someone run up from behind him and hit him in the head. He stays on his feet. He runs a little bit more. You hear them yell, get his ass, right? And then um, he ends up tripping and falling on the ground. And this guy, here's, here's Kyle on the ground. This guy runs up full speed, kicks him in the face, right? Okay. This guy, by the way, got away with it. He just left. He runs, kicks him in the face and keeps going. This guy back here holding the skateboard, this guy's name is Anthony Huber. Um, Anthony Huber, he runs up with his skateboard and beats Kyle over the head with his skateboard. Um, and during during the hitting of Kyle with his skateboard, he kind of has to step over Kyle and gets like tangled in Kyle, right? So he hits him with the skateboard and uh, and then as he's pulling the skateboard away, presumably to hit him again or who knows what he's going to do, Kyle is trying to get himself back upright, uh, back into the fight to protect himself. Um, as, he's, as he's running away, Kyle is able to shoot him. This is, here's another pick. This is Kyle. This is the skateboard dude having just been shot. So the skateboard dude hits Kyle over the head with the skateboard. Kyle sits up and is able to shoot the guy once. He just shoots him once. shoots him once. Um, and this guy, uh, collapses over here. This guy's name is Anthony Huber. Now Kyle, now we're supposed to believe that Kyle is on a killing rampage, right? This is some, some horrible, he'd been referred to as a mass killer, mass murderer. He sits here holding the weapon, having just been beaten pointing at this guy, who, by the way, it's hard to see, but in his left hand is a firearm. This guy is holding a pistol. Maybe it's his right hand. Oh, Right hand. He's holding a pistol. It's his right hand. Kyle does not shoot him at first. The guy's standing there. He hesitates. Kyle doesn't do anything. There's actually someone standing behind this guy with their hands up. Kyle doesn't shoot him. Kyle doesn't shoot anyone else. Until this guy then decides to lunge for Kyle and try and grab his gun. At which point, Kyle does what? He pulls the trigger. Shoots him. <laughs> yes. He shoots him. Hits the guy in the arm. Okay, this guy's name is Gage Gross, Grosskreutz. Whatever. Um, now, incidentally, I, I want to pull this up. I forgot to do this before. Anthony Huber also has a criminal record. This is the Wisconsin court documents. Anthony Huber with a skateboard dude. Second degree, reckless and dangerous, safety, use of a deadly weapon, domestic abuse, strangulation and suffocation, domestic abuse, false imprisonment, domestic abuse, use of a dangerous weapon, domestic abuse, battery, domestic domestic abuse, use of a dangerous weapon, disorderly conduct, domestic abuse, use of a dangerous weapon, disorderly conduct, domestic abuse. So that's the skateboard dude. There is also people claiming that this Gage guy has a criminal record as well. I looked it up. I don't really count him as having a criminal record. He does have a history, but it's um all that's nonviolent. It's stupid things like loud noise complaint or not paying or, you know, he was driving with a suspended license or stuff or like fine. So, But he is holding a pistol <laughs> um, and Kyle doesn't fire at him until he lunges and tries to take the weapon. So I look at this. And I look what happened to Kyle, and I th- I say, this guy exercised a massive amount of restraint. He's got an angry mob chasing him, trying to kill him, beat him, whatever they're doing. There are other people with weapons, like that guy had a gun, uh, um, you know, gross or however you say his name. He had a gun. Uh, you hear other gunfire. Like, people have weapons. Kyle's not shooting them. Kyle's not doing anything. He only shot at the people who were attacking him. So anyway... When he's done uh, with this, he shoots this guy. And uh, in the arm, that guy runs away, uh, screaming probably because his arm hurts. Uh, And let's see if I can pull this back up here. Sorry. I ended my my slideshow, and I didn't mean to. Anyway, there's one more picture that I've got I want to show you guys. Okay. Sorry. Here we feeling go
2: in time, filling in time.
0: I know. I know. I don't know what I, it's. I need a producer, Beverly. So <laughs> slideshow. We'll work on it. I know. Oh, maybe it's supposed to be up and it's just not up. Yeah. Freaking Max. All right. Well, anyway, I've got another image. I won't bother finding it. Um, He. After he does this, so he gets up, he's got the gun, he gets up, he just sh- shot this other guy in the arm who had a gun. Um, he turns around and he walks towards the police again, goes back walking towards Mm -hmm. the police. You can hear other shots. Um, I don't think, so I heard other shots. I wasn't clear if like he turned around at one point. I wasn't sure if he fired back at anyone, but there was no other injuries reported. So I don't think so, but maybe, but people were shooting, something was going on. But anyway, he's just making his way back to the cops. That's all he's doing. And he walks back to the cops. And he walks directly to the police officers with his hands up, going back to the police. And you can hear the, one of the police say, uh, hey, is there anyone injured straight ahead? Now, presumably, he's saying yes. You can't really hear because the, the police was amplified and he wasn't. But um, I don't think he was detained in that video. So, but anyway, that's, that's the story of Kyle. Um, and that's the story of so the, uh, the people that died. The two people that died were the first guy, Joseph Rosenbaum, who I mentioned, um, and the second guy, the skateboard dude, uh, Anthony Huber. They both died. Um, and the one who didn't die uh, was the one that had the gun, yeah. uh, who who I said didn't have a, a violent criminal record. The other two did. So the two that were killed did have violent records. It doesn't mean killing people is okay for violent records, but you know, that's the situation. right? So some violent people attacking. So I just... <laughs> Beverly, here's really here's, – here's where the rubber meets the road. Let's take a look at – let's take a look at what the media is saying. <laughs> Anthony Huber. Here's – look at the nice picture of Anthony. The 26-year-old man killed in Kenosha shooting. Tried to protect those around him, his girlfriend says. Oh, so their source is his girlfriend. Good job, CNN. So they go on and say he was armed with nothing but a skateboard when he spotted an armed person among a crowded street in Wisconsin. But he still ran towards the danger. Uh, The armed person was running away. (laughs) (laughs) The armed person was running away. He spotted an armed person and ran after them to bash them over the head with a skateboard. That's what he did. Um,
2: While he was down. While he fell and was
0: on the ground. Right. While he was (laughs) down. Um. Uh. So his girlfriend says, you know, he pushed me away. Blah blah blah. Uh. They were in. Two, they were there in Kenosha, protesting. Blah blah blah. Police named Kyle. Um. The girlfriend says Huber launched at the armed individual to protect her and the people nearby. There was no protection necessary. He was walking away, not doing anything. There were plenty of armed people. He was on the ground, not doing anything, when you hit him over the head with a skateboard. He did a heroic thing. This guy's being painted as a hero. According to a criminal complaint, Huber reached for the suspect's gun with his hand while holding the skateboard in the other. As Huber tried to grab the gun, the suspect pointed at it at his body and fired one round.
2: <laughs> right. was say real quick, the, the heroic thing part, I like just the... I mean, I understand the, the using the word thing, but it's just like, okay, uh, explain that heroic thing then. He went and attacked someone who was running away, who had fallen on the ground, and then you bashed
0: in his head. So heroic of you. Right, right. Um, The whole thing's ridiculous. And like, oh, he didn't bash him in the head with the skateboard. He was just running at him from the side, leaping over him, to grab his gun and his skateboard happened to bash him in the head while he was holding it. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Oops. Uh, I, I, I feel like Kyle's defense should be like, I didn't shoot him. I was just reaching for his skateboard to give it back to him and a bullet came out of my gun. Oops. Right. Um, all right. So that's him. How about, how about Gage? Um, by the way, I don't know if I have one about uh, the first guy. I think the media is not really talking too much about the first guy. Although maybe I'm wrong. Gage, what are we saying about Gage? Uh, the third protester who allegedly shot in the middle of the uh, Black Lives Matter demonstration. Okay, here's more on it. Who is he? He's been identified as the third person. Um, he'll need he'll need arm surgery. He will need reconstructive surgery after taking a bullet to the bicep. He volunteered as a medic for BLM protesters in Milwaukee this summer, and his friends told us that witnesses saw him helping out the night he was shot. What happened to him? Well, he, the footage shows Rittenhouse holding an AR-15. At one point, shots are heard, blah, 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 shooter seen jogging. He, the shooter is jogging on the street, not running away, jogging on the street before falling to the ground and shooting two people, one of them in the arm. Do you notice something that's missing from this story about the man sustaining the arm injury is Groskowitz? Do, you know, do you notice something missing here? Uh, he was holding a fucking gun! Yeah. He was holding a so fucking many, gun! Just so much context that's, that's missing. <laughs> he was holding a gun and, and, because holding a gun's not a crime, he was holding a gun and going after the guy on the ground. Uh, I, I know I'm going to piss people off and like, I know some people think this is a bad thing, Beverly, but like, I just, this Kyle Rittenhouse thing is a litmus test. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't like. I'm not a blue lives matter kind of guy. I don't like a lot of the cop stuff. I think they're uh, a police state. Uh, we've got a police state. I think they're overly militarized. Uh, I think there's a lot of credibility to the like uh, the the problems with police violence that people complain about. I I don't there's no, I I know better than to believe the narrative that they're all white supremacists out to kill black people. But nevertheless, they are thugs. I don't like the police on a on whole. I mean, there's some that are good, but they're mostly retiring. But I don't have to, like, my alternatives aren't, you either like the police or like thugs. I don't like thugs either. (laughs) Like, I don't understand how, there's a lot of people who are like, well, I'm on the side of hating the police, therefore, uh, I'm on the side of these thugs who attacked this dude. I'm like, no, uh, we don't need thugs either. We don't need thugs either. And, sorry, one more thing, and then I'll shut up and we can have a conversation, I know I'm Going, but I've been reading my John Locke lately. Just I happened to be reading this just <laughs> the other day. And I'm just gonna read you a passage from uh, I don't even know what it is. is this is which which essay is this? Treaties, Second Treatise of Government, Chapter Three, Section 18. Sounds like I'm quoting the Bible. Uh, <laughs> this makes it lawful. This is John Locke. This makes it lawful for a man to kill a thief, who has not in the least hurt him, nor declared any design upon his life, any farther than by the use of force, so to get him in his power, as to take away his money or what he pleases from him. Because using force, where he has no right to get me into his power, let his pretense be what it will. I have no reason to suppose that he who would take away my liberty would not, when he had me in his power... Take away everything else. And therefore, it is lawful for me to treat him as one who has put himself into a state of war with me, i.e., kill him if I can. For to that hazard does he justly expose himself, whoever introduces a state of war and is aggressor in it. Regardless of what you think about the BLM protests, regardless of any of this. We have no evidence that Kyle was an aggressor. All we have is evidence that he was aggressed against and put into a state of war and defended himself accordingly. And unless there's some other evidence that comes out, I'm not. I'm not going to sit on the sidelines for this one and be like, "Well, I don't know. Let's wait for all the like." The evidence here is clear. The the guy's innocent, and um. I I think this is a litmus test. That's the end of my rant. Yeah. Oh,
2: Ninja Kitty, clip that. Write that down. (laughs) Um, I I just think for he he had a gun. So when people think that he's this aggressor, I would think that if he was really trying to go and attack these people, why would he be running away from, you know, from even one person, though, too? Like he could have easily shot him right off the bat and he was trying to not do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like he, he could have taken down so many people, but he he was not trying to murder them. So I just I don't know. I just think it's and I wasn't clear on the beginning because I had heard that like oh well he shot someone first that's why everyone was attacking him. But like to know the detail about why like how that even fir- that first person even happened, I think that makes a lot more sense too. So um, I guess I want the the guy the third guy who had the gun. Um, do you think he? Was trying to just to nullify... Because he could have shot at, at Kyle, too, with his gun, right? Why do you think that he chose not to shoot?
0: Um I don't know, but uh he clearly was... At, so, Kyle, in my layman's analysis here, Kyle clearly was in a mental state of preparedness like he did not seem to lose his cool at all ever like he was hit in the head on the ground sits up carefully analyzes you know what he needs to do i mean he only fired from the seated position after he was beaten he only fired two shots the guy was chasing him with a gun um you can see in the video he is clearly not prepared for violence he's chasing him with the gun and when Kyle shoots the skateboarder, the guy who had been chasing him stops. And like, he's like, whoa, he's like, he stops. something. Like he wasn't expecting this. Um, And he didn't know how to deal with it. And so um, I think he just like, he paused. And then, um, and then yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. Like he could have just shot Kyle then. and that would have been for the courts to sort out, like, okay, who's, you know, was he defending himself or whatever? Um, yeah, but he didn't. He just kind of stepped towards Kylan and reached for his rifle, which is just, I, I don't, I don't know. I can't explain antifa tactics uh, or BLM tactics. I, I don't know.
2: Yeah. Is. I mean, I guess because they're not as well thought out. They're, they're in the mo- the mob mentality, so
0: you're just there to try and destroy things. So, right. I guess... And maybe he was going to shoot him. just
2: didn't even think about it.
0: Yeah. Right, I mean, yeah. you can't tell from the video, like, he, he, like, lunges towards him, like, maybe he was, you know, maybe he was, like, startled and, like, oh, and, like, pointed his gun, like, I'm going to shoot you now. I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to see. It's dark. But, you know, <laughs> I'm on the ground after having just been beaten by a crowd and someone from that crowd lunges at me holding a firearm. Uh, I fire. <laughs> I mean... I, you know, I don't know if legally, Kyle, I don't know. I'm not, by the way, I'm not making a legal argument for his behavior, but I am making a moral argument. I, there's nothing immoral to anything that he's done here. And it was and it was noble for him to show up and say, I'm going to protect private private businesses, because regardless of what you think about Black Lives Matter, regardless of what you think about the cops, burning people's homes and, or sorry, burning people's businesses and their livelihoods is an act of violence. It's an initiation of the use of force, and Kyle was a noble person to defend against. that. It's a noble thing to do, to go put yourself in harm's way, to defend people's property like that. There's nothing bad about that. Don't let the media paint that as like uh, he was looking for trouble. The people who are looking for trouble are the rioters. Those are the people looking for trouble, not Kyle. <sighs> yeah, I, I'm really having a hard time not getting upset about this. It really bothers me because the kid's life's going to be ruined around, right? Right. And all,
2: the riot, like, just all of the riots are, are upsetting. And then this too, like, they're just them. But you
0: got quiet. Hold on. Did you get quiet or was it oh. me? I
2: don't
0: know. Hello? Yeah. I'm going to turn your volume up because you randomly got quiet. That's okay.
2: Okay. I'm whispering.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Say uh, that again. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. Um, no, just the riots are, I don't know, I have, I have my friends in Chicago, like they're with all, they're all socialists. And I've told you this separately, too. Right. But it's just and they, I don't know, I, I, it really upsets me to hear them constantly talk about like defending all of the riots and just well, it's necessary. These are necessary things that's happened throughout history. Um, that to, to make any sort of change, we have to go through, through these riots. Um, and what, like the, the, I think 40 hour work week, I think, you know, civil rights. Um, I think also women's rights and stuff too. They're all saying, Hey, like we need to, we need to riot to make these,
0: these changes. And yeah. is it an ends justify the means argument? Is that what that is?
2: Yeah. And that's what I've, yeah, that's how I feel it. Like it's an ends justify the means. And I really, I think like, oh, I don't care what your what your wanting to do like that if you're if your way of getting there is immoral and killing people I I don't know like I've just so and and all of them and 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 so my boyfriend and I would talk to people about it and say like hey like well what about all this destruction what about these people who are who are um getting hurt their businesses destroyed dead I think there's been like at least 30 people who have been killed um throughout these riots and it's just like it doesn't because uh, it doesn't affect any of them directly right now that they don't care about it. And I don't know. So it's just it's really upsetting to hear them all defend this.
0: Yeah, no, it is. And and look, and I don't even e- even if you want to make the case that um, like I, I know a lot of <laughs> obviously I know a lot of like Ann caps and libertarian types who <laughs> will make the case that like, well, this is this is a war already because the police are immoral and these are all the things the police are doing. And like I, I, let's put that argument aside and not even bother to argue with it let's assume that that's all true okay well if your problem is with the local governments and with the police force then your violence if you're going to have violence uh is only justly directed against those institutions like that's it it's not directed against the car dealership car dealership dude who lives on the street that you happen to be walking down or anything else so like even if you want to use violence you can't use violence randomly. That's called terrorism. Like, mm-hmm. violence against people who aren't involved is called terrorism. That's what that is. Um, so, I, like, e- even if you want to make the case that violence is okay, and I'm not saying it's an impossible case to make, you have to make it against – you have to be violent against the right people. You can't be violent against right. random people. Um, that's that's just toddler-like. Because
2: um, I agree that you can – and I've I've said this in different I guess more online where like if you want to make the case of it being that that government is always an initiation of force Um, so if you're responding to that you can say that it is defending against that but when you're just taking it out against innocent people who have nothing to do with it like just someone who's just trying to live their lives and then you're then you're burning down their their workplace and their homes and everything though too like they're not involved in this but then they use that excuse of just like well you're you're privileged I think I saw that the the video of the guy nearly in tears after it. I saw someone comment underneath that on Twitter just saying like well if you were more active and did things to help support it though this wouldn't have been an issue like what you really think that this person desert by just by trying to stay out, like not being involved in in anything like, uh, yeah, it's just Twitter is a cesspool. (laughs)
0: Yeah. But I mean that, but I think it accurately, that's an accurate sentiment that is shared in the BLM community. Um, and, uh, which is why I think this is mostly just a psychological dysfunction and not a, not a philosophy. (laughs) It's not a, it's not an ideology. It's a psychological dysfunction because they don't care, there is no ideological argument for this it's just I'm angry and I want to burn things and he was there okay I mean that's it should we let's do some super chats yeah we' there's a lot <laughs> all right Allison Johnson is the first one I see I don't know I, if I missed anyone ninja let yeah. me know if I missed before Allison uh tell us about your sign oh sign fuck around and find out that's what my sign is <laughs> uh because uh these these uh these riders fucked around and they found out. So I don't, I don't have a lot of sympathy. I, I really don't. I, I, maybe I'm callous, and I'm sure if Carrie were here, she would be telling me how horrible I am. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't have, I don't have sympathy for these people. I just don't. Uh, you're gonna attack people. What, what do you expect? You want him to lay down and let yeah. you beat him and take his AR-15. I like, I don't know what you, I don't know what you expect. So, all right, let's let's find the next one. There's some scrolling (laughs) that needs to happen. You can tell your jokes, didn't you say you're into comedy? Go ahead. I know you like being put on the spot. Go.
2: It's not stand up. I do sketch and improv. Uh, So instead, that's not how. (laughs) But that's what everyone says too. Oh, tell me a joke. No, that's not. I'm just saying,
0: listen and we think this. All right, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Draymond Nicholson. (laughs) Thank you, Gregory. Gregory says, New York Times video shows muzzle flash from the far left cars as Rittenhouse is running away. Uh, Possible other shooter aiming at Rittenhouse or Rosenbaum. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. There are other shots. Like, they weren't all his. I can't, I don't think any of them when he was running away were his, but I could be wrong at the end. But there were definitely other people shooting. And even the first, even the first shot, even the the very, very first one uh, before he. before he shot Jacob, or not Jacob, uh, what's his name, Joseph Rosenbaum? Uh, even that very first one, I'm not sure, is Kyle's. I, 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 I almost thought I saw a flat, a muzzle flash uh, on the left side of the screen there somewhere, but I can't tell. So I don't want to jump to conclusions. But I, yeah,
2: I did see in chat. Carrie said that she's okay with having videos on there, just not that one in particular beforehand. So if we wanted to get it up later on, we can go frame um, by frame can, and I check it out. I was going to go
0: through all the videos and do it, but I didn't want to. <laughs> I was respecting you, Carrie, if you're listening. I know. <laughs> you're yeah, still you in don't. chat. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Uh, let's see. Okay, next one. Uh, Mathis de... I'm, I can't pronounce this. I'm sorry. It looks like some kind of cool Icelandic name. Mathis de Rig. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, right when Kyle shoots Rosenbaum, there's a guy with a black shirt. Taking off his shirt. That is Richie McGinnis, or uh, yeah, Richie McGinnis, Daily Caller, before helping him. Before having him to film the shot close, hasn't released it. Oh, that's interesting. I did hear there was a reporter that was right there, but I didn't know that's who that was. I mean, so if he was right there filming it, we've got to have some oh. detailed footage. I imagine the footage is basically he turned around and shot him, which is justified right. as far as I'm concerned um but let's see uh but I yeah I, I wonder why it hasn't been released
2: hmm? yeah you think that they would that would be like immediate especially as a reporter i don't know
0: yeah unless the cops unless they're trying to like cooperate with law enforcement and they don't want it out yet i don't know um two a self-defense law uh thank you says carter you did a good job I well, got the facts, but that's – and that's my understanding of what happened. The only reason this is first-degree murder is the politicians trying to tamper a bigger riot. Absolutely they want a bigger riot. And uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know that – if it's first-degree, right? So I don't know that he'll get convicted, um, and then there will be more rioting. That's what they want. They're
2: trying to get him in trouble too. I mean because he crossed state lines and, and had the gun and everything, but, but... – I, from what I know, it's only like 20 minutes away from where he was, so he probably hung out there, you know, however much, but
0: it's not but illegal it's to kind cross of, state lines with a firearm.
2: Right. Like, and I don't know what the, yeah. Oh, well, I think, I think you have to be 18 or something to open carry in, in Wisconsin. Maybe that was what oh, it was.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, if they're going to, if they're going to accuse him of committing a crime while he's a minor, then he has to be tried as a minor. Like you can't right, have him yeah. be a minor and not a minor at the same time. So, pick one. Yeah. Uh, Either you're going to try him as an adult, in which case I would argue, okay, if you're going to try him as an adult, then he's subject to adult laws. Otherwise, you're going to try him as a a kid. Um, Sean Welch. Uh, Thank you, Sean. Sean says, I I just rewound to the beginning, and Bev's intro was great. Also, did you know uh, Brandon Strzok and Mike Carlo got harassed walking back to the hotel? Love you guys. Yeah, I saw the video. I saw Strzok post it um and i texted mikey but i haven't heard back from him uh about it but yeah they got called uh slurs and that kind of stuff by them i I, my understanding is that the the a lot of the people were just standing outside the rnc convention generally harassing people leaving Mm -hmm. which is not surprising um b thank you b b says you guys think the situation would be different if Kyle was black and/or appeared to be part of the riot, rioting slash protesting? I don't know, What do you think, Beverly? Would the situation be different?
2: That, well, that's what my friends were trying to say too. That like, oh, or or just in you know, if if he if Kyle was black, he he probably would have been killed on the spot instead. So like the police wouldn't have just let him go, and and so I think so they're they're arguing like different points too like oh because he's a white guy things are going to be okay but then um i don't know i just i'm not sure
0: i don't think that's true because first of all the narrative their timeline has been um reversed by people there are people that are claiming like after he shot he walked up to the cops and they offered him water and said we appreciate you like that happened before yeah (laughs) so um i look he walked up to the cops like this they would not have shot him, regardless of what color his skin was. He's walking like this. He would not have gotten shot. Um, it just, you know, assuming that he complied. If they had said stop and blah blah blah, and he complied, he wouldn't have gotten shot. Like I, you know, I don't think it has I don't think it had anything to do with his skin color. But no,
2: yeah, and I agree with that. I, I just think that they they're going to try and. Uh, change the narrative however they can to make it about race like and because they move the goalposts too so so it's just well here's this defense like well if he was black then it still would have been different anyway so it's just kind of their way of of trying to make it a problem no matter what happened it will be a problem right but notice he all the people he shot
0: were white yeah as far as i know so so
2: but you can't be racist against white people so
0: it's okay he's all good maybe they should blm should be thanking him for getting rid of a couple white people (laughs) all <laughs> right. Uh, why Bother says Greetings, my fellow wrong thinkers. Things changed while I was missing. 500 plus viewers, new face. That's great. Uh, welcome, Why Bother. The new face will be here more often, but she's not replacing Carrie. No one could replace Carrie. Never. She's just bringing extra rainbows to our world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, We've got plenty. Yeah. Two A defense law, self-defense law says I can give you other legal justifications on why this is a self-defense event. Yes, in fact, we're going to have two a self-defense law on the show. I've just been totally lame about getting him on the show uh, because we've been cool. over we've been overworked and, and stressed. But uh now's probably a good time for me to step up and do that because we could talk about this case as well as some of the other cases in the bat in the past. Uh let's see. Okay, Mandy. Mandy. Thank you, Mandy. Mandy says uh, $5 for Carter's swear jar. <laughs> wow. So you and Marie Busky, you're, you're helping Marie out. <laughs> yeah. She's, I'm going to bankrupt her. Him, so thank baby. you for stepping in, Mandy. Uh, <laughs> poor Marie. Uh, Marie. Marie's yeah. still doing it. <laughs> swear jar, dude, twice in the same sentence. Chocolate fun diminishing. Well, but hold on. It only counts as once because Mandy paid the other one, Marie. So. Yeah.
2: That's uh, fair. But, but you said it again. Was that? I think that was before you explained your sign too. So does that count?
0: Oh, I I don't think explaining the sign doesn't count as swearing, does it? Okay. okay. I don't know. It's like reading. It's like you're just reading it. Or maybe it may. <laughs> I'm gonna justify. It. I'm gonna rationalize that, Beverly. <laughs> All right. Uh, two-way self-defense law says he will be convicted on one charge of a firearm. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe if he's not supposed to be. Oh, when he's. Uh, underage uh i can yeah. see that and he also self uh 2a self-defense law says but it will not affect his self-defense claim okay mm-hmm. yeah good good
3: yeah
0: yeah i don't i mean yeah i guess the fact he's 17 i guess makes sense. right
2: and i heard i heard that i guess people online like a lot of defense lawyers are like hey give me this case we we can help out
0: from what I understand, and I reached out to the attorneys already for this dude, oh. um, but I haven't heard back. But uh, the attor- one of the attorneys is the guy who defended Nick Sandman, um, and or, really? or, or was not didn't defend, sued CNN on behalf of Nick. Yeah. Sandman. Uh, so and then he's working with another because uh, he doesn't do uh, criminal defense, so he's working with another criminal defense firm that's apparently doing this. So uh uh jack amos gives us uh five bucks and doesn't say anything thank you jack all right let's see silence is violence who says this
2: i will say that he didn't say anything
0: oh he gave money and I said see. nothing nice <laughs> he's being help we're being uh <laughs> someone's using violence against us <laughs> yeah, i feel oppressed yeah jack come on uh Tomsky 999 thank you Tomsky. says don't forget, everyone. anti BLM logic silences violence. <laughs> However, <laughs> writing is not. Yes, uh, writing is. Writing is not. You did see the Carrie. Um, I had seen this before, but Carrie sent me this uh, right before the show. She sent me um, that that image. Uh, did you see this, Beverly, from CNN, which says something? I mean, let me let me actually find it. Directly the fiery thing. Up. Yeah, it says fiery, yeah, it but says mostly peaceful protest. Oh, did you? Were the other person who said to me? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I know. I saw it somewhere else
2: the the cartoon of the of the dog sitting in the yes. fire and it's just like this is fine everything's fine it's literally <laughs> it that yeah fiery but mostly peaceful protests <laughs> um and then i saw different ones too that were like it had it had the the reporter um and in the background it was just what was it the of uh, um oh shoot what's the airship the uh, Hindenburg, and oh. as it, it was just like, oh, it was a mostly successful trip. And then the Titanic <laughs> behind him too, though, yeah, like it was a mostly successful voyage. <laughs> uh, and then even the hurricane, there was another one too with the hurricane that was just saying that like, yeah, like this the storm is, is mostly peaceful, as, as I think a truck was
0: being blown away. I mean, it does look like that, right? I mean, CNN, not just CNN, but, I, I really think the mainstream media is helping people vote for Trump. This whole thing is mm-hmm. just like, the more they do this, the more people look at them and think that they're ridiculous. Um, and can you get that conspiracy theory going, though? Because it's like, well,
2: if he's in office, then, then they're going to have more news to talk about, or, or news to talk about, so then
0: they're going to have more people complaining all the time. They can certainly complain more. There's more Orange, Ban, bad, Orange Man bad news, I guess, if he's in office. But um, Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think they want him in office. I mean, I know that it would give them more to talk about, but... I think they're more ideological than, than, than anything else. Like I think they, I think they really do want him out, but.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure where they're, if like they want more, the, the ratings or money or, or their personal hatred for him. It
0: outweighs, you know, like which one? (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's the latter. (laughs) Yeah. Their personal hatred seems to outweigh everything.
2: It's that, which I, I think it's, it's sad but fascinating the whole the psychology of it though too because there's just this it's like this mass derangement among this like part of the population and which i think is just really interesting to to look at at how at this group think but um and i don't i don't have any (laughs) like degrees or anything in psychology but i do like reading about it a lot so
0: um but yeah i don't know it's just it's so strange to me i think that that there is a suicide bomber mentality among a lot of media. yeah like if they had to destroy their entire lives but they got to take trump out they would do it Um right. so
2: well that's isn't that voting for biden too though that like well no one really wants to vote for him but they have to because they need to get trump out like biden's not going to be great and uh but, but you just kind of like, well, and I see that on Facebook all the time too, though. They're like, well, he, yeah, he's, he has a lot of problems. He has these things, but like, but we got it. We got to do it. Like I stand 100% behind Biden sort of because we just need to. <laughs> sort of. Uh, yeah.
0: I'm 100% um, behind that's... him 70% of the time or whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Richard Petz gives us a super chat and says, uh, hi, Carter. Great rant. And John Locke, quote, Like your sign today. See, Richard got it. Richard knew. Did you know my (laughs) sign before I said what it was, Beverly?
2: I I didn't. I hadn't looked at it, I don't think.
0: Oh, okay. Uh,
2: Your head's blocking it right now, too, so.
0: (laughs) Nemo Sundry says, uh, Carter, would you say a person uh, being violent to a police officer is moral? If both people are strangers, would the officer be moral to defend himself? Yeah, so I, this is a, nuanced question, right? Um, Normally, I would say... So, first of all, yes, the officer would be moral in defending himself. Uh, Normally, I would say you can't just be violent towards a random person no matter what they represent to you. I can see, though, uh, like, I, I think there is... If you are actually in... It depends on what you mean by a state of war. Like, if you're actually saying, like, well, um, we've decided that, like, there is no solution to this problem other than to fight the government, literally, um, then, then, yeah, I think you can be moral and do that. I mean, you can't argue for the American Revolution without conceding that it's possible to shoot authorities and be moral, uh, unless you're going to argue that the American revolutionaries were immoral. So there does come to some point in a society with in which the the agents of that state are are part of a system that is immoral enough that it's justified to use violence against them. I mean, the obvious example would be could you, you know, in Nazi Germany could you kill a random uh, uh could you kill a random stormtrooper or could you kill a random uh you know, secret police or whatever? Like, yeah. You could. Would it be moral? Yeah. Right, because you're you're fighting. You know, you're, you're. It's. I guess it would be moral if you're killing them for the right reason. If you're just like a bad person and you're angry because they, you know, you want their shoes or something. <laughs> then no. But if you're doing it because uh, you're fighting in, in, in a just cause and they are legitimately part of an enemy and it's and and it's obvious to anyone that they are part of the enemy, then I don't I don't think you can justify war against Nazi Germany or the American Revolution or anything unless you admit that it's a moral response. And it's actually a self-defense response. If you're being if your life is being threatened by that state, then agents of that state become your enemies. Um, And the question is, like, if it's being immorally threatened, then agents of that state become your enemies. And I wouldn't I don't really have a moral problem with that. Which I,
2: maybe so even if they're off. yeah even if they're not attacking a like you in that moment they're just part of this state that that is a threat
0: yeah sure it, i mean and, and i mean look you know any marine snipers <laughs> like yeah we shoot people all the time that are like and we and we justify it morally and i don't think most of our i don't actually think most of those shots are justifiable morally um But that's a foreign policy issue. But yeah, I mean, if you're in a, let's just, you know, you're in a horrible police state um, and you have an opportunity to do damage to the police state. I don't, I don't know what moral argument you would use to say it's like, I don't know what argument you would use to say it's immoral to defend yourself against police state. What else are you supposed to do? Like, now, as long as you have the freedom of speech and the right to vote and, like, you know, if as long as you've got some things that the state's giving you other avenues, I think it becomes harder to make that case. Possibly still, you know, maybe it's still possible, but it becomes harder to make that case. Uh, but, you know, let's take an extreme example. Again, like, you're in Stalinist Russia. You're in Maoist China. You're in Nazi Germany. Like, is it okay to kill an agent of the state unprovoked? Yeah, because you are provoked you've like their existence is provocation the fact that they're part of the nazi army is provocation like right you know and and maybe they got coerced into doing it um and they don't want to be there and that's sad but you're not ultimately responsible for forcing them into that position that's the that's you know the leaders um and you know it's always better to shoot an officer than the soldiers because a lot of times the soldiers don't They're not there by choice sometimes, right? Uh, I gotta be careful. YouTube's gonna ban us if I keep going on this.
2: No, and I think and I think
0: that makes sense though too.
2: That's what I was just asking, as far as trying to, to see both sides of it. But I think it goes back to with the government of just being the initiation of force. So like anything that that is being sent through, that you can you could argue that it's always defense. And which reminds me of In Atlas Shrugged too, because that was something I brought up with Dagny, where mm. I was like, I don't know how, how I. Th- Feel about this? Like I get it, but then it was still something where where it just seemed like he, well, he, he was part of you know the enemy, but, but he wasn't doing anything,
0: and but that was why he he died was his indecision. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So I, I maybe this is a radical position, but I'm pretty lenient when it comes to, uh, if when it comes to fighting a a an oppressive government like i'm willing to hear a lot of arguments about about that do i think it's always a good idea no but like is it could it be morally justified yeah like i i'm i'm fine with dagny killing that dude right they they were they had they had her the love of her life locked in a torture chamber and weren't letting her in and he wouldn't get out of the way so like i i don't see a problem with that um you know, And, he did, the, and there, I think the reason that it was written that way was because it's, an, it's underscoring the point that even if you're just an agent of the state, you are ultimately responsible for your actions morally. You are morally responsible for behavior. You can't just say, well, uh, I was told, right? Like I'm just obeying orders. That's not an excuse. Obeying orders is not an excuse. Yeah. What?
2: Um. Real quick, the I watched on Tim Pool's episode the other night. Billy Primpe. He's he's running for what is it like the ninth precinct something something in for Congress in New Jersey. Okay. And he was great. If you guys haven't watched. Um, That episode, though, but he and he talked about he was in the Air Force and he went was sent over. He was there when they sent him into Syria. And then he was like, hey, why are we doing this? This doesn't seem right. Like He got in trouble because he eventually was just like, no, like, I I don't want to be a part of this. Like, I don't. This isn't okay." And and I just thought and Tim was really was really admiring him for that because of the whole thing of like, just because you're told to go in doesn't mean you shouldn't be thinking for yourself of like, is this justified? Is this okay to do? And, and Billy Primpet, Primpe, um, like stood up for it. And yeah, like he, he
0: just, yeah. he had such a, such an interesting story. So I hope he wins his election. That sounds good. Yeah. I, I, you know, I know a lot of conservatives have this attitude that obedience to authority, authority is a moral value. And I get why they have that attitude because a lot of the, it stems from Christianity and obedience to authority is kind of the the point of Christianity. But um, you know, it doesn't absolve you of like if you obey the wrong authority, that's your fault. It doesn't absolve you of your guilt. So um, mm-hmm. you, you know, I think a rational person can a rational person can say, well, This government has a track record of being moral and just, and I have reason to believe that my commanders are... What they're asking me to do is a moral and just thing, and therefore I'm going to, you know, obey. And when I cease to think that's true, I will no longer be in service. I will leave the service. Like, that seems... I mean, you don't want people in the service that are going to choose willy-nilly to obey some commands and not others. I understand that. So, like... Okay, but you have a moral obligation to leave if you no longer trust um your government.
2: You so. and you like the movie Kingsman, right? Cuz that was I something I that I, I think about too where he where I can't remember Exy his, 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 Exy um mm. where he was like no, I'm not going to like I can't ki-, he had to kill the dog or something, right. or at least they thought he was he thought he had to um but then because he went against that and he didn't get in, he didn't get he wasn't allowed to be a part of it, but right. um I, 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 thought like, no, that's the right move that like when you, if you're, if you're a higher ups are telling you to do something, at least question it though. I don't know. Like I, and it turned out to be good because, because, well, spoilers like that he, he ended up, she
0: shouldn't have trusted the higher ups. So, right. Yeah. No. And, and I, I again, I, I know a lot of people think it's a value that, and, and a lot of organizations do value blind obedience, but blind obedience is blind like blindness isn't a virtue um not using your brain is not a virtue. there's nothing ever virtuous about turning your brain off so uh
2: i thought the authority thing and i see that because i like to take the the like different uh compass tests of like political and and whatever (laughs) compass tests but then ones that like talk about and so i find different ones but like ones that say like authority that's yeah, I get I, I, I don't know where I, I think of authority sometimes like maybe just respecting your parents or like it doesn't necessarily have to mean like your government authority, but just something where you're like that you're going to be kind or or just uh, understanding of like if you're in a room and someone is like speaking like you're you're just giving them attention like they are the authority and in, in whatever situation where you're so. But, and that or at least I wonder, like, is that what they also mean? Is it no. solely supposed to be like government? Is it, so, is it supposed to just be like within your community kind of authority? Or is it like the, the, you know, hammer kind of authority?
0: I think they only mean the government stuff because I like authority as such is part of dominance hierarchies. Like it's part of everything. Like if you have a if you've ever had a job, you had a boss who was your authority. Like you respect I've never your had boss. a job. I don't well, know. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> certainly we don't count. <laughs> um uh but yeah, I mean uh you, you know, you respect your boss's you can argue with your boss, but at the end of the day you comply or quit if you do, if you disagree, if if the boss is like saying mm-hmm. something that you disagree with enough. Um, you comply or quit. But it's authority in context. If your boss says like, No, you you have to order your hamburgers with Swiss cheese instead of cheddar cheese, well that's like none of his business. He's not an authority on what you're allowed to eat, right? He's th- he's authority on business related stuff and but that's a chosen like that's a chosen relationship um so i don't think that's what they mean by authority i think they mean like a state right should should might makes right, basically, is what they...
2: Well, that's why I'm so bad at personality tests and stuff like that, too, because I'm just like, this is too vague or too this is or, or too specific, where I'm like, well, what about in this situation here? I have the, and I have then the
0: I... same issue with those tests. <laughs> yeah, well, in
2: the, what was it, the, I can't, I never remember what it's called, the Myers-Briggs test, I and I took it in college, it was on paper, we did it in a psychology class, and I got four different ones because I, e- I evened out, and I was like, do I have split personality, or, and apparently it means, like, you were more rounded but, but I was just like, I'm like, well, in this situation, I might respond this way. And then it asks the question like in a, in a similar way later on. I'm like, okay, well I would, I, I will
0: answer it in whatever the context is. So this is the problem with the soft sciences with, of which psychology is one. Um, it's very difficult and people and like, but just like fish can't see the water. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, The people administering and building those tests, as smart as they are, can't see the hidden premises because they're they're their own premises, right? So they have a premise about – like one of the questions I remember was something about like do you support funding of the arts? Yes. What they're trying to get at is do you like art and appreciate art? I Mm -hmm. absolutely appreciate art. I'm completely against public – like government funding of arts, but that's a moral issue. It has nothing yeah. to do with my appreciation for art, but they, whoever wrote that question, their 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 viewpoint was too narrow to consider the idea that I would love the arts, but hate government funding of the arts. Like they, that was not something that they could consider. Um, and I so those tests that. always bother me for that reason. They're always they've always got a million hidden premises in there that I don't like. I I have I have paralysis on those questions because I'm like, well, what do I answer? Yeah. Same,
2: and then and i was also like i don't want all art though like some of it you guys have talked about like you know the modern art or even like an avant-garde and stuff too i'm like that i i don't care but like theater that counts as art and i love that and and that's tough to stand on its own sometimes too but yeah I remember being that that exact question and I was like, I'm what do I put on here? I don't know. I want I like it, but I don't think people should be forced to pay for it if it can't stand on its own. Yep.
0: Yep. All right. Let's do some uh, let's do some super chats. Uh, (laughs) We still have so many. they are never ending. I know. Let Freedom Ring America says Gandhi and MLK changed the world without violence. Yeah. Just because violence uh, has worked doesn't mean it's necessary.
2: Yeah, that's what, yeah, and and when I was talking about that earlier too, like it's happened throughout history, just because it has happened doesn't mean that something that we should still do, like that we can't grow as a people to do that. Like bar- barbarianism, slavery happened in history. A lot of bad things happened in history that we don't do anymore. So we can find other ways. Like we we are intelligent creatures. We can try and figure out ways that doesn't require just destruction and chaos and rioting. It's just such a stupid argument.
0: And I don't know, a <laughs> Discussed. I totally agree with you. Uh totally agree with you. Alright. Um Alan. Alan says. Hmm. Hurting innocence and denying property rights in the service of progress. Where in the last century has that idea gone wrong? Yeah. <laughs> it's a new concept, Alan. No one's tried it before. I'm sure I'm sure it'll work. I'm sure it'll work. This time it'll work. <laughs> uh Mac Tun says. Rosenbaum died doing what he loved, chasing miners. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> ouch. But I'm going to laugh. That was funny. <laughs> but still, ouch. Oh. That's the new definition. I love dark humor. So uh, it's, uh, it's yeah. funny. <laughs> um, Death Sigh says, I heard it called homicide instead of murder in the media. Is that a different charge to describe level of intent? Uh I don't th- uh, think I thought homicide was a broader term and murder was more specific but I'm not totally sure.
2: Yeah, you know? I I don't remember if 2A homi- defense law can you chime in here? Um I thought homicide was yeah, yeah, I thought it was I, I think I agree with you. Like I thought they were like like it was more specific and then murder you can have like different degrees of
0: murder. Right. But I, homicide's I, are, like killing someone And then there's like intentional killing, which is murder, but unintentional killing would be manslaughter, Mm -hmm. but both are homicide, right? I would think. Maybe not.
2: Yeah, it looks like it's uh, the act of one human killing another is homicide.
0: Right. Right. Thank you for looking it up. Maybe they are both. Uh, Chad Chad writes, the level of dishonesty from the media is scary. It is. Yes. It is, especially considering... So many people pay attention to the media and get all of their news from the media. And there's going to be people running around with narratives that say – because, by the way, the mainstream narrative about this guy, he once attended a Trump – these are just things I I, uh, I read. He once attended a Trump rally. He came from Illinois looking to start a fight. He was a white supremacist. Shannon Watts, who's from Moms Demand Action or whatever, the anti-gun group, uh, she says, whose social media history is full of misogyny and white supremacy. By the way, there's not evidence of any of this. Uh, he was a militia member. That's all the, that, those are all the narratives you're going to hear. Um, it's such a joke.
2: I did hear, I heard that um, Babylon wow. Bee had a thing saying that they acquired uh, the other satirical company, CNN. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I <sighs> cannot get over the fiery, mostly peaceful protests. It's like really that. good. It's really good. I mean, if you just look at it as clown world, then you don't expect real information. It becomes fun to watch CNN. You're like, oh, this is like right. this is a circus.
2: But what's sad is people people believe it though. Like people still, they, they yeah, like that they genuinely believe it. It's truth, and and that's what scares me. I guess like the news itself is hilarious, but then people who buy into it is sad.
0: Yeah, this is why universal suffrage isn't always uh, something that I think is a great idea. I don't know the answer. I don't know the solution to it. I'm not suggesting there should be like, I just like, uh, I don't know. Everyone voting.
2: Yeah, no, well, you've talked about that before. And I, I, I liked that concept too. And it used to be like property owners could vote and, and stuff. Like, I don't, I think it makes sense when you just at least talked about it being, making it more difficult, like <laughs> to, is- to vote just because like, it takes, you should know more and you should, I'm not a big voter. Like I don't usually, um. But and because like I was less informed, like I, I knew my general stance, which I guess I never said that either. Like I'm probably close to where you stand. I'm not an ANCAP, but I am a minarchist. Um, but yeah, like I but I just stayed out of politics and stuff, too. Like I knew that I disagreed with a lot of things and a lot of policies and stuff. But I just I, I didn't get into this until more within the last i don't know year less than a year really like it was all throughout at second i worked at second city and and here in chicago and everyone all of them are left-leaning and i just was like i'm not gonna get involved i'm not gonna say anything because i don't i don't want them to blacklist me and i just it wasn't worth it so you had a lot of the terrible um all the a lot of the sketches and things that you'd see was just like Trump and they were there's (laughs) low-hanging fruit and um yeah and there was one and they're so preachy one of the shows it was it, it they preached so much we had so like multiple walkouts from the audience every night that people were just like we and it was about racism and stuff too they were just like we just wanted to come and hang out and 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 have a laugh and and that sounded british um but they they so they didn't like it like we don't want to be told that we're racist we we're here and and i had a a couple once that they were both in the military and then they were leaving like they were upset with the show and and i was talking to them outside like you know you maybe you can get a refund but they're just like we don't want to hear like we we defend this country we don't want to hear about them like putting down trump constantly like nonstop and they just they weren't having fun with that and um i don't know so i just i was like this is this isn't as fun as i thought it was going to be no, I mean
0: I think that's common that's what's happening in yeah. comedy
2: that's why I love Ryan Long. If you guys have yes. not watched his
0: videos he's he's
2: what I wanted want comedy to be so much, and his sketches it'll are come great back.
0: I think it'll yeah. come back because people want to laugh, so someone will figure right. out that you know they should actually try and make them laugh and do it
2: and so. for him and him doing it like it shows that this is what regular people are wanting. Like he's becoming more popular. My dad was saying he thinks like, oh, he was probably going to end up being canceled. I'm like, I don't think so. Like to be canceled, you, you have to like apologize and bow to the mob, but he doesn't care. Like he's going to be offensive and do what he wants. So I
0: don't like think that you can cancel him. Is he in mainstream stuff or is he just on like YouTube and stuff?
2: He's from Canada, so he did like some Canadian things at first and now he's I think he he moved to New York City and then he was oh. just on Tim's show too and um and now he's doing his own stuff on YouTube. So I I don't think that. he'll Yeah, yeah. And then, so since he's just his own, he's doing his own stuff, like you can't cancel him unless he's really like, "Oh, I I need to to try and do what you what you want for me." But I don't think so, like and he even watching a stand-up from a couple years ago, he's offensive and it was great. It was hilarious. <laughs>
0: Bring back offense. Bring back offense. Yeah. All right, let's 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 get to some more uh, super chats. Uh, uh, again, the Icelandic person, I think, Icelandic, with probably a cool name, but I can't pronounce it. Uh, Mathis de Reich. I don't know. After shooting Rosenbaum, Kyle actually walked around the car to check on uh, the guy that McGuinness uh, is now checking up on. Um, again, I said, call nine one one. When other riders arrive, too, Kyle runs off to calling someone. Yeah, that's what I was saying. He wrote, he walked around the back. I didn't know what he was doing around the back, but that makes that makes sense. I'm I'm surprised that uh, I'm surprised they haven't released the footage there. But yeah, I mean, he's mm-hmm. he he did not appear to be a guy crazed running around shooting random people. Uh, right. 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 Andrew Joyner says, uh, Hippo character in tactical gear does tactical flanking maneuver hand gestures. I think that was an emoji, but just doesn't show up on our screen. Uh, Okay. Tomsky 999 says, Best best meme was D-Day landing on beach, mostly quiet day out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly a quiet day out. A quiet day at the beach. Uh, A mostly quiet day at the beach. Why bother says, I thought, if I thought that Carrie won't be on the show anymore, I wouldn't say that that's great. Positive thoughts to all of you. Okay, good. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, text Tara. Text Tara says, Elva Caro sent you a video about the revolt against wokeism at Sandia. Have you seen Casey Peterson's video? Casey Peterson will be on our show. So I have seen his video. He has uh, – we've been in contact, and we are going to schedule a time for him to come on the show, hopefully in the next few days. And uh, you'll get to hear from Casey directly. Uh, Simon DeVette, Uh Thank you. Simon says, are you guys aware of Brett Weinstein and Articles of Unity? Very <laughs> <Bear laughs> aware. Very <Bear laughs> aware. Uh, the summary of <laughs> – The summary of our awareness, I mean, Brett Weinstein, obviously, we're aware of generally, I mean, from from Evergreen and everything else. But uh, the summary of our awareness about Unity is that I ranted about it uh, because I hate Mm -hmm. it. Carrie thinks it's an interesting idea. No, I have no idea what Beverly thinks, so maybe we can hear from Beverly right now. uh, And we are going to maybe try and get Carrie and Brett to talk about it.
2: Yeah. I, that clip will come out. I don't, I think it's on the first, I think is when that clip is scheduled to come out too. So, so you'll get to see. Yeah. Yeah. That whole thing. Um, I, if I remember the stuff in it now, I no, I think, I think I I agree in the sense that like that talking community, I think you guys were kind of on the same page though, from watching it. I think it was, it was, I think it sounded like you were saying, don't, Talk to people to try and and and, um, and get along, but you were saying that there's this the other the far side of people who are just not willing to to even hear out. Like you have the individualists and collectivists. So I think it's like trying to 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 bridge that gap with with those two. I don't think is possible. Like I think they have irreconcilable differences that like just that that isn't something that can be done. But among the more individualist people you're going to have a lot of differences. And I think that's totally fine. You can keep trying to, to talk about it. So I think it just depends on like, who, who are you trying to unite here? Like, is it, is it the, the extremists, the, everyone on, on that side, they're trying to like bring them all together. If so, like, I don't, I just don't, you could try, but I don't think it's going to work. Um, and I, I still like to divide it more with the individualists and collectivists more into like the three different groups of, People who want to be controlled, people who want to control, and people who want to be left alone. And I think those first two can they can have each other, but then a lot of us stand in the like we want to be left alone. And I just don't think that like we I, I think I agree with you that you we might need to divi- divide as as humans at some point because of those three types of people. The at least how I see the
0: world. Yeah, no, you and I are on the same page. I like I I want to get a little society of people who want to be left alone and are willing to leave other people alone and just give us our little island and the rest of you guys can war about who's in charge. Uh, and we
2: just talked about that island maybe being in New Hampshire in the lake because they have those <laughs> islands there. Hashtag unsafe space island. Hashtag Beverly really wants, Canyon.
0: Yeah, Beverly really wants... Uh, I don't know what you want. You want like an unsafe space island, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Can, I don't know. My... my Gilligan's Island. G- Gilligan's Island. My Look, fundamentally, my unity thing is uh, the existential threat to us right now is radical intersectional ideology. It's the, it's the radical leftism. Brett Weinstein, more than anyone else, should understand that. Uh, he should understand that it's a, this is fundamental bad philosophy. He should, he should see that, uh, especially given his history. And that's the threat that needs to be opposed. And um, that can't be compromised with. You can't compromise with, with critical theorists. Um, you need to oppose them on principle. And so what I'm disappointed with in the unity party is there is no principled stance against that, I, from what I've read. And I, I read their, before, the Medium piece about it, and that was it at the time. Um, there's no principled stance about this. And... Um, there's just kind of this like, let's hold hands and sing kumbaya and what we need to do is get along and compromise. And I don't think that's what we need to do. In fact, the reason that I will vote for Donald Trump, even though I don't like about a lot about Donald Trump, the reason I will vote for him is because he is the only candidate who, I don't even know if he gets it intellectually, but emotionally and intuitively, he gets the culture war. He sees what this is about. He fights the culture war. Like that's why they hate him. And so any candidate from any I guess the unity party would have two candidates or whatever, but a- any ticket from the unity party, if it's not comprised of people that get the culture war and are actively and principally standing against it, like on principle fighting against radical leftism, um, then it's a worse choice than Trump because Trump's policies aren't that different from other presidents. Not a lot like, yeah, he's bombastic and does a lot of things that people don't think is presidential. Fine. I don't care. You have to have respect for the presidency to care about that. And I don't, So, uh, okay, but in terms of in terms of his intuitive understanding of what's happening on a cultural level and I will I'll dare say on a philosophic level, I don't again, I don't think it's an intellectual understanding, but I think it's intuitive. He gets it and he's not afraid to fight it and he fights it well. Um, And so I don't know who I don't know what kind of unity party candidates you're going to get. They're going to do a better job than that. Uh, I view the unity party as like a. Shuffling around the deck furniture as the Titanic sinks, like I don't, I, I don't care.
2: Right? Yeah, um, I, I think I never liked when when any sort of politician, and I, and granted, I didn't watch like a lot of anyone, but anyone who was just like as president, saying. Our party is something something, but the other side and I'm like, I don't like that. You're the president of everyone though. Stop trying and I and I again like I only saw it more with Obama when I paid attention a little bit. And I was just like, But you're you're the president of, of the entire country. It's not just like one party anymore. And that seemed divisive. But I think now the democrats are you everyone's leaving that party because the the far left is taking over so now it's kind of insane and um so i i'm kind of more okay with saying like hey this party itself is not great anymore like the rest of like everyone else i'm i'm happy to be to talk to you and be in charge of but but yeah i don't know i think it's it's gonna be if we're gonna have any sort of like any like civil war i think it's going to be like the democrats against everyone else because it's yeah. just
0: like their part and and it's the new democrats it's the modern radical democrats against right the right previous yeah, yeah democrats That's, and everyone else
2: yeah because i'd say like the previous democrats are the ones leaving though like they're the ones that are like hey this isn't my party anymore so like i wouldn't include them. but like yeah like the current party itself is just being overrun and yeah and i agree with the the speaking out against the the you know wokeism and stuff too that because even uh libertarian candidate what george joe, joe jorgensen joe
0: whatever her name is joe jorgensen yeah
2: yeah because um, she's fallen into that too so it's just like okay well now i know that you're not at all interested in actual libertarianism um, like maybe i might have been interested but but yeah if you're going to agree with them like clearly you're just i don't know and i'm not sure like do you actually believe in that or are you just trying to say that for the votes which you're you're both are bad. Trying to. Yeah, yeah. Like, either way, I don't like it. And I just think that's a bad move to go to. Like, anyone who thinks that you're doing it to try and get votes, I think you're, you're misunderstanding. I I think there's a good number of people who aren't crazy and they don't want this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And this is why I've historically not been interested in politics, because politicians generally don't stand on principle. And it's always about compromise, 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 and appeal to the majority or do this. And, like, I don't. Those aren't compelling arguments to me, and it's really hard to to support someone who's about compromise. I mean, I've said this before, but one of my favorite Rand quotes is like, "In any compromise between food and poison, only death can win." Like, I yeah. that's how I that's what I believe about this stuff. So, uh, like, I don't, y- don't you I, know, if sit in a room with Stalin and having me like, "Hey, we, you should be 100% our slave," and I'm like, "Well, I should be 100% free." Hey, let's compromise on 50. I'm like, that's not a no. I will fight for that like that's not to, I don't compromise for that. As a counterpoint to that though, can't people build up tolerances
2: to poison? If you have it's a certain ones a little at a time that you can
0: I think that metaphor falls it. apart at that point. I mean, I you know, it's Well, but that I mean, <laughs> can people build up tolerances? Sure. And actually that's the bad thing. That's what happens because we do build up a tolerance. We we're like, "Oh, cuz cuz we compromise at 50% and then 10 years from now, they're like, well, 50% is the norm. And we're like, well, we don't want to change anything. And they're like, well, we want it to be 100%. Let's compromise. And it ends up at 75. Mm-hmm. Like we do. That's how the frog boils in the pot. Cause we, cause we build up a tolerance at least, you know, uh, emotionally, we build up a tolerance. I mean, I think it's a big, like the, uh, the give an inch, take a mile
2: thing. And I think that just happens in like every, especially with government, but then in, in pretty much like any sort of authoritarian uh, figure
0: yeah if you have no principled arguments then it's always about compromise and practice and and being pragmatic and if you have no principled arguments you can never like who pulls the country back to where we were even 20 years ago um can we just like pre-9-11 can we go to no patriot act and no war on terrorism and no like department of homeland security like even that seems like a radical position now like oh can't do that That's right. because this is the way it is now and the status quo is an argument which it's not, right? Like, so, I mean, there's no one, there, there's there's very few principled arguments saying like, hey, we need to unravel this monster. Um, but, right. Well, all right. More super Kyle Rounds <laughs> says uh, Kyle is Hispanic. They were attacking a minority. I didn't realize that, but they don't. Oh. Know. They don't care. This. Yeah, he's not a real minority if he's not on their side. And they—they they
2: really don't care, though, that they—you were just saying too with 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 Brandon Strock and stuff. So like they're slinging slurs and stuff. They—they they don't actually care about if you're if you're any sort of minority. Like they—they they are like the most aggressive,
0: right? Um, because newsflash, uh, they're faking it. All their empathy is fake. Yeah. Um kyle rounds again says by the way that is not fully confirmed i apologize oh, okay okay next one uh vp says you can donate to kyle's defense at give send, go i heard that there was a defense thing going on thank you for mm-hmm. sharing i didn't know where that was um Hopefully the lawyer will get back to us. We can have his legal Yeah,
2: plan.
0: that'd be cool. But I'm sure they're in high demand right now. Mr. Biggles. Mr. Biggles with the definitive logo says, uh, really frustrated with that CNN article. It's not, it's not just bias, more outright degeneracy. What would it take slash checks and balances that would bring CNN, a major news outlet, back to balance reporting? Uh... Here's the thing about the free market, which, as Beverly knows, I'm all about the free market. I love the free market. Here's the problem with the free market. Uh, it responds to what you want. So if most people want crap that CNN slings, that's what they sling. Uh, that's what the – and and we're not even completely in a free market anyway. Uh, it would take a cultural shift in, for that to happen. There's no – I think I mentioned this before. I My buddy and I were talking about building an AI that would kind of – rate Mm -hmm. things properly and do all this like you could try all that stuff but at the end of the day the only thing that really matters is if you have a culture of people who give a crap how much cnn is full of shit and if they don't then then there's nothing you can do that will convince people to stop listening to cnn um or that will convince cnn to change um so culture drives james james says any theories on why the federal reserve and money printer go burr does doesn't get criticized for their contribution to wealth inequality and other issues. Yeah, oh, I've got a theory. Uh I mean, I don't, do I even need to say the theory? I mean <laughs> Look, I okay. I'm going to I might mean, I might sound conspiratorial here, but yes. We live in a plutocracy. <laughs> That's what we live in. Uh the The only people that would criticize the Federal Reserve um, and the money money printer Gober, the the only people that would criticize that are people who actually oppose the plutocracy, people who actually want small government, actual capitalism, by the way, um, like people who really don't want centralized control. People always talk about how they understand that, like, central planning doesn't work often on many levels, though they'll they'll understand that, like, should the government set the price of, you know, wheat and bread and iPhones and like everyone will be like, no, that, you know, we need the free market because it's practical. Okay, so they get some pragmatic argument about the free market. But there is no better way to control everything in a society but then control its money. The money is not in our hands. And I don't mean they haven't given us money. I mean we have zero power. The money is fiat currency that is printed on demand. The whole system is set up so that uh, it's perpetually uh, ever expanding. Money is lent And that uh, and interest must be paid with interest, which must be paid by printing more money, which is lent at interest, which must be paid by printing more money, which is lent at interest. I mean, there is no way out of this. All of your taxes go to paying uh, just the interest. I'm pretty sure at this point, uh, if it even covers that Um, printing money is a regressive tax. It's a horrible regressive tax. Um, And no one talks about that because it is. Uh, they. This is a power grab. This is always about them wanting power. And the only argument, like an argument against the Federal Reserve, an argument against central banking is an argument against having someone having that power. And none of the people that are running or um, that are being supported, none of the people in the zeitgeist don't want power. They all want power. They all... The the Federal Reserve is the ultimate gun in the room, so to speak. They all want the power to wield it, all of them. That's why they don't argue about it. If you really cared about uh, black lives, if you really cared about inequality, if you really cared about, if you had empathy for the quote little guy or whatever, if you've really cared about any of that stuff, the number one target would be central banking in the Federal Reserve. By far, the number one target would be that. You would say, Get the hell, get rid of central banks, get rid of the Federal Reserve, go back to a gold standard. Like, do not allow the government to um, uh, just print money and uh, and expand the currency and like. But, you know, this allows politicians to give out free goodies until it all collapses, which eventually it will. But it allows them to give out free goodies. For in perpetuity and they all want to be able to bribe you with free goodies and they all want the power to wield that comes like the power that comes with being able to do that so that's why they don't talk about it and and it's a whole the whole thing's a distraction uh and i really think if even some of the radical blm people because i've spoken to some of them i think sometimes we're actually on the same page if if you can enlighten them about the federal reserve and like this is what's going on dude like this is how you you want to talk about systemic racism or systemic control or anything that's the origin of it the origin it is it's the monetary system that's where it's all coming from um and we're in agreement on that so uh but instead they're busy they you know they want reparations which will be printed which by the way will be as i said is a regressive tax so the poorest people will end up paying for that the most which is means reparations. The more reparations you give, the more you'll need because there will the inequality will get wider. Um, anyway, that's the. <laughs> all right, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Beverly, no, do you have it's a good Carter amp. All right.
2: Um. Well, like, didn't didn't uh, Nancy Pelosi wasn't she trying to to even do like let's print like two trillion more dollars for to to give what? to people because for for coronavirus and stuff too though it's just like well, two trillion like what are they just don't care i guess i i think that they they talk about i don't know it seems like that they don't care about the future of they don't the country though. it's like it's, it's gonna it's gonna collapse eventually the way that you're trying to to run it and i don't know and i and I have, again, my socialist friends and stuff, too, who who hate capitalism. We I was at a friend's house yesterday and they were playing a game. It's called Machi Koro. If you guys haven't played, it's an adorable game. But like essentially you're just like rolling dice. You're buying these cards. You're trying to build your own town. And whoever like builds the properties up like first wins. But so and one of the friends is just like, uh, I hate this game because it's like trying to make capitalism look good. <laughs> <And it's> like. <laughs> Uh, okay
0: well uh you know we were all abjectly poor until capitalism came along so
2: yeah Um, yeah i really like that when you've mentioned that before and it made a lot of sense too where it's just like our our natural state of being is just poverty like we didn't have anything without (laughs) yeah Just survival, like a basic survival, like other animals were until we started growing and learning and and bartering and stuff, too. Yeah, it turns out
0: voluntary cooperation between us, which is all that capitalism is, by the way. uh, It turns out that voluntary cooperation between us is a great way for everyone's standard of living to uh, rise. Um, And anyone – this is the other thing I just – I I know people hate – people are like, oh – you. It you sound like a socialist when you say real capitalism hasn't been tried. And like it doesn't matter if I sound like that. Uh <laughs> like that's not right. an argument. Um but we have had much closer to real capitalism in the past, but I don't think we've had perfect capitalism. But I, I will say this you do not have capitalism in any country which is controlled by central banks and not on a gold standard. Like fiat currency run by central banking does not capitalism make it it's like that is the mo that's it's not capitalism it's not it can't mm-hmm. be because money is the most important thing to be left not regulated in capitalism it's it underlines it like it, it's the foundation of everything so you know I, I don't blame the occupy wall street people i mean Kyle Rounds, let's do a super chat quickly because it's related. He says, is, is there anything to do to fix Occupy Democrats on Facebook? The crazy lies won't stop. I don't know if there's anything to do to fix them on Facebook, but like, I, I sympathize with the Occupy movement. The Occupy movement was born of real angst that was legitimate. Uh, you had the plutocracy bail out its <laughs> buddies in banks and uh, that was a tax that the poorest among us paid the most. Um, and it was outrageous. And unfortunately the left convinced most of the Occupy people that the answer is more government intervention, more regulations. Oh, we just need, we need a bigger bureaucracy for this plutocracy. Instead of pointing out, although Peter Schiff did go to Occupy and try to point this out to people, uh, I don't think it worked, but instead of pointing (laughs) out that like, look guys, your complaints are legitimate. Your grievances are legitimate grievances. However, the fundamental problem is not that there's not regulation, it's the central bank and the Federal Reserve and the fact that this is a plutocracy. There's a revolving door between banks and, uh, and the regulators and that is always going to happen so long as you've got this system. So, you know, they should have been voting for Ron Paul out of Occupy, not, not asking for more financial regulations. Right. Um, all right, another one, Ellen. Ellen Sweet Sweat says, "Really appreciate the messages you are helping to get out. Keep it up." Thank you, Ellen. Thank you. Where are we here? I know, I, Beverly. I know we're like this is a super chat <laughs> scroll nightmare right now.
2: I was trying to like copy them off to the side, but then you're you're still like reading ones that I, I missed. They were just going. By too fast. I
0: just have to scroll until I see a highlighted one I, I wish that there yeah. was a way to like have a window of only super chats but I haven't figured out and as the
2: host you can go I think you can see farther back like and, and just I as a viewer we can gnome only gnome see so sure. far
0: yeah. yeah battle gnome 23 battle gnome 23 just gives us 5 bucks thank you battle gnome uh our favorite Icelandic person you gotta tell us where you are oh Dutch there we go Dutch ooh sounded close enough enjoy the show <laughs> Thank you. You should give me some... uh, Next time, you should give me some uh, uh, phonetics so that I can pronounce your name correctly because I don't want to mispronounce your name. Uh, I'm just not up on how to pronounce Dutch. Uh, All right. Colin McDonald. Colin McDonald says, Silver lining in all this, if things go full woke, there will be some great books as a result. I look forward to the handmade tales of wokeness. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, great books after some pretty horrible turmoil, but yeah. Uh, Unless those books are banned. Mm -hmm. Rebecca the Pirate Queen. Awesome name. You (laughs) see, Beverly thought it was an awesome name too. Carter, (laughs) uh, the Republican convention talked about fighting the culture war and no adventure militarism. Such a change. Wow. Maybe I should start paying attention to it. That's that's amazing. That's amazing. That's why people care. That's why he's getting votes. And if the unity party wants to win, that's what they talk about. Right. They they talk about fighting the culture war on principle explicitly and returning to classical liberalism and uh, and doing so without the bluster of Trump. Like that's the way to get. People on their side, and, and to and to reach out and be like, look, let's get back to let's support free speech, right? Let's support innocent until proven guilty. Um, you know, let's support things that most people still value. Tomsky nine ninety nine says, perfect analysis of Trump. Whether he gets it or not, he hates it and is actively fighting against it. Unity Party. Unity wants to fill party with old politicians. Yeah, right. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't. I really don't understand the appeal of Unity Party. I I get the appeal of it. I don't get the appeal of it from anyone who gets that there's a culture war happening and radical social justice ideology. Like, If you get that much, then I don't get the appeal of the unity party um, to you. But uh, hey, just because I don't get it doesn't mean it's wrong or whatever. I don't know. Let's see. Next one. B cubed. uh, 1080 says... This old man sleeps well at night. As I listen here, your world, your battles, go fight, or battles to fight, go get 'em, y'all. Make this old man proud. <laughs> it sounds like a cool quote from somewhere, but maybe you just made it up. But I like it, and thank you.
2: Yeah, write it down. Make it then. Now it will be a
0: quote. V cubed, huh? 1080. V cubed quote. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tomsky again gives five five pounds just for Carter's conspiracy theory rants. <laughs> Wait, what was my conspiracy theory? Yeah. Did I have a conspiracy theory? Yeah, you
2: mentioned, yeah. Uh, oh, I don't remember what the topic was, but you were—you even said up front that it was going to be kind of conspiratorial. Really? Um, I don't even remember yeah, what I'm no. really
0: thinking about now. I forget. It too. wasn't the Federal Reserve stuff, was it? No. No.
2: I'll think about it. All
0: yeah. right. All right. Zybin64 says, have you heard of Owen Benjamin? <laughs> yes, in uh, Barataria. He's a comedian trying to build a community of honest people in the Idaho area. I thought he was in upstate New York. Um, so I used to pay attention to Owen Benjamin and he took a wrong turn at Albuquerque at some point. <laughs> like he, I don't know. I, I well, I won't, I won't speak for him. I stopped being able to tell if he was, so he was joking to be offensive just for, like, you know, you can't say this, so he would say it, right? And he was joking to be offensive intentionally, which I respected and got. Um, and then I stopped being able to tell whether he actually believed the stuff he was saying or whether he was just saying it to be offensive. And after that, I lost interest in him um, because I stopped being able to tell what, like, what was real. And then I lost interest when, with him in him when he – I further interest when he started uh, – Talking about how the moon landing was a conspiracy theory and he got like uh, – he talked about the Van Allen belt in some way that didn't make sense, like claiming you would need lead to protect you, which lead doesn't work against that radi- kind of radiation. You just need you know thin aluminum or whatever it was. Like he, he didn't understand the physics and he made dumb physics arguments. And was claiming that we never went to the moon. I think he was almost even flat Earthish, and I couldn't tell if he was saying this to be funny or if he really meant it. And like (laughs) those two things, I was like, "All right, like I can't tell whether he's like gone nuts or he's just really pushing the envelope uh, comedy wise." So I stopped paying attention to him. I don't know if he's changed or or what he's like now, but um, yeah, maybe he was all maybe it was all a joke, and I just you know I just didn't get it. That's possible
2: i really like conspiracy theory stuff now like i was never into it and not that i believe them but i just think they're they're interesting to hear about and and because i watched what was it out of shadows i think was my friend had initially sent that to me so that was kind of like oh okay like this this these are things that people believe and some of it was just like this is weird but it's also really interesting to see and i think i was talking to my dad about it later on too and he was saying like they're only conspiracies until they're proven true. And nice. I'm like, that's a good point that, that like, yeah, like that people think that something's so crazy, but then once they're like, oh no, here's evidence of it. I'm like, okay, I guess it wasn't as crazy as I thought. So it just made me right. a little bit more open-minded to, to at least hearing out
0: all of the theories. Yeah. I don't dismiss most of them. I mean, I do just, dis- I admit, I dismissed the moon landing one, especially when it starts to get based on flat earth stuff and bad physics. Um, mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I mean we've said this before, Beverly, like conspiracy theory was a coin a term coined by the CIA. And and right. it, it's used to it's like conspiracy theory is a word that the mainstream uses to label things that are against the narrative of the mainstream that they don't have arguments for or don't want people talking about, like generally. Not all the time. Sometimes it is crazy stuff. But you know, when you throw it all into the category of conspiracy theory, um, it paints that this this is patina that everyone's supposed to just ignore. But I mean, not to get totally weird, but, like, the 9-11 stuff, uh, I'm sorry, but something's wrong with the 9-11. I don't know what it is, but something's wrong with the official narrative of 9-11. Absolutely. That's interesting. Uh, But, like, I'm not running around argument because uh, I already don't trust anyone in the government farther than I can throw them. So, to me, even if it were all true, any conspiracy theory about it were all true, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. I already believe that they're power-hungry jerks. I mean, there is, they are, we already have, like I said, the Federal Reserve and central banks were already like, all this stuff that's not a conspiracy theory is bad enough. So like, could they have done some conspiracy thing too? Sure. I mean, Gulf of Tonkin was uh, made up, right? It's not unusual to make up stuff to get into wars. Like that absolutely happened. So um, there's evidence that we knew about Pearl Harbor before it happened now. But of course, at the time, you would have been, probably locked mm-hmm. up for suggesting that, right? So, I mean, the fact that we, that we, we allow false flags to happen to, to get the public excited, like that's not, that's not that far-fetched to me. I just don't like to go down the rabbit holes too much because it's the kind of thing that, at the end of the day, doesn't really change my assessment of the government anyway. So, I mean, <laughs> whether or not they shot JFK, I don't know. I, you know I, it doesn't matter to me too much. They're still horrible. Um, I don't know, but you're not in. You're not into like. Are you into like? Are there any conspiracy theories you're into? Because I don't,
2: conspiracy I. Theories. I like hearing about. Them. I don't. I I haven't like delved into too much from it. The like the, the thing that stands out most to me is is the, the, just the Hollywood like the not political stuff too, but just like Hollywood being all weird with their like spirit cooking and and the pizza <laughs> stuff too though. So I was just like. I was like oh that seems weird but then i'm like well no like celebrities are rich like rich they they can do weird stuff like i wouldn't put it past that being a thing like if they're gonna go out and do like cultish or occultish stuff um and then even the pizza thing like what the was it the podesta emails is that his name yep um but then and just seeing the weirdness about saying pizza in there a lot i'm like well I don't understand why you would say it like that. Like There were just certain things that that came across as like, yeah, I guess it could be innocuous, but some of it was just like, why would you say, like, get pizza for an hour or something? Or I don't know. It was, yeah, just like the wording of it seems strange. Like, definitely some sort of secret message, whatever it might actually be. It just seemed like, yeah, like you're definitely trying to say something in there. And, and we've talked about this before at Better Discourse too. I, I like it, the the codes and stuff. I like any sort of like encryption things though. So I'm like, oh, neat, like a mystery. Let me try and decode this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why it's viewed as irrational to, suspect the mainstream narrative when there's unexplained evidence for a situation yeah. like i mean that's just rough. just knowing how much that they've lied about
2: different things like and again i don't even know all the details i just but i i know that there have been different like why because of those things that have happened why would i n- trust like well that was fake they lied about that but this stuff over here you know like they, they wouldn't be they, they're telling the truth
0: like why would they lie about this like who, who knows Yeah. I mean, come on. A commission uh, published a whole report on it and didn't talk about all the questions that you had. So I guess they're answering. And just
2: seeing it in like in media, like any news and stuff, like they're constantly lying to us. So like everyone's lying, I think. And at this point, I'm just like, I don't trust anyone. Like I'm going to be skeptical of of everything that anyone says and i'm gonna try and look it up and see like even just talking to people and about anything like if they give me a piece of information like this like even like this uh, definition of whatever or I'm like okay like i'll take that with a grain of salt and then i'll look into this later on and, and double check it like i have i've always done that and now i've just kind of like expanded it more to everything because i'm like everyone's lying to
0: you yeah yeah and i think that's a good habit That's a good habit All right, um, let's, let's do some more super chats. Okay, Homer, what do you think of Pelosi saying Biden shouldn't debate Trump? And also, uh, MSNBC Maddow constantly interrupting and fact-checking the RNC. I didn't see Maddow do that, so I don't know, but, uh, of course she did. (laughs) I mean, that doesn't surprise me. (laughs) Uh, I, I think she's, uh, unhinged and, uh. Talk about conspiracy theories. I mean, they push conspiracy theories constantly. So uh, she was super into Russia Gate. Um, They're Pelosi, pushing actually,
2: conspiracy you, theories now. About yeah. the, the
0: the mailbox thing too, where oh, it's yeah, just still. like that's totally real. And but what? <laughs> did you know about the Pelosi thing saying Biden shouldn't debate Trump? Mm,
2: uh, no, I think Carrie. I saw she, her, she said something else too. She said that yeah. Clinton says Biden shouldn't concede the election under any circumstances. They don't care about following the rules. Yeah. Um, But it doesn't surprise me. Like everyone says that if they were to debate, like Trump will crush him because he's not cognitively there. Like he won't be able to keep up. And yeah, like I I think it would be, it, it would be sad to see for like on his side, but yeah, it it makes sense that everyone's going to be like, And they're going to give any excuse too, like coronavirus. It's going to be too dangerous to debate. They're going to have like anything to say, like, yeah, they can't do
0: it right now. Absolutely. Like if I were Nancy Pelosi, I would say don't debate Trump. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Or if you do it, I guess uh, if he does it from his basement, then Carrie and I have talked about this before. right? If he does it from his basement, he can just have a team of people like writing into the teleprompter and he can be
2: yeah but he's struggling with reading the teleprompter too from what like even that one commercial where he i'm like that was the best take that you had you still
0: said like the wrong word (laughs) yeah although he got his speech he got his speech was okay his dnc speech um
2: was it okay
0: yeah so uh all right uh let's see Channel Julio says, "Do woke American corporations support China in business because they see a similar class of plutocrats in the cCP oh that's a good question um, mm-hmm. I think there's probably multiple reasons why they support China. I think one of them is uh cheap labor um, and uh for, for a lot of the tech companies you do get you do get cheap labor and just to explain how that works if you get here um if you get here on an h one b uh yeah, you're supposed to pay people market rates. But even if you pay them market rates, you can get more work out of them because they're they're stuck with you on their on, on their H1B. So, you like they start to build a life here, and so threatening to fire them or like anything that like anything that you do as a an immigrant employee to displease your employer that might get your employee, employer to fire you has uh, much bigger consequences than if you were here on your own anyway, right? So if you're on a green card or if you're an American citizen and you're here and your employer asks unreasonable things of you, makes unreasonable requests, you can fire and go look, you can, you can quit and go look for another job. Uh, but if you get fired as an H-1B holder, you need to leave, you need to leave the country. And some of these people have families um, that they've started or they've got um, you know friends or a life or they bought a house or whatever, like they, you know, They're here, and so um, companies have a lot more control over uh, uh, H-1B citizens. So that's one reason to support kind of the immigration stuff, especially from China. The main reason that I can see from China, and just just as my in dealing with um, mostly tech companies, uh, China is is you got to keep in mind. So China's got I don't know 1.2 whatever billion people, 1.1 I don't know some large number of people over a billion um and it's been growing i mean it's the growth has slowed a little a little but you've had like 8% growth i mean it's been growing uh, the economy has been growing at a crazy rate and so if you think about especially large corporations one of the challenges with being a publicly traded corporation is um you you have a growth trajectory right and that growth trajectory necessarily starts to saturate as you saturate the market. Like GE can't grow by very much every year, right? Like it's, it's very difficult once you're a large company who's been around forever. Like you've kind of saturated the market. Like if you're a new startup, you can kind of grow. You're, you're getting new market share and, and maybe there's a blue ocean market that you're, you're capturing. And so you can, you're on a fast growth trajectory. And then so when, when you're public, when you're on this trajectory, there's, there's pressure to keep that growth up. And so there's a lot of pressure to look for other places to other markets to sell your product. And China has been viewed as a uh, a really important potential market because of the number of people and the rapid economic growth that suggests that those people will have disposable incomes enough to to afford your product. So um, a lot of companies want to play nice and nice with China because they want access to the Chinese market, um, partly They, you know, partly there's a supply chain, but that's not all in China anymore. And there's other Asian countries and, and, you know, they don't have to play too nice with China to to be able to utilize Chinese manufacturing. Um, But they do have to play nice with China in order to get access to um, China's market. And that access is controlled by the Chinese government, uh, i.e. the CCP. So um, there is reason to be friendly with them because they want access. Um, and, and that access is necessary to, in their minds, that access is necessary and may actually be, in, be true, necessary to continue their, their growth. Otherwise their growth's going to level out. They're going to, you know, eventually run out of customers in the world. Um, so, uh, and you can't sustain that growth. So I think that's the primary reason I, businesses are largely pragmatic. Um, even woke businesses, they speak woke because that's, what's cool. Basically, that's it. That's why they speak woke uh there are some exceptions i think twitter is woke on its own um but all right
2: well that's what they uh, like what i I don't it's in the the nba right that they like basketball is and i don't know sport ball very well of anything but they had uh the they're they're Beholden to China and stuff too, aren't they? That the I yeah, think that's that a lot of reason. stuff too. Like, oh, they can't say certain. And Hollywood, Hollywood too. Like, I yeah. I remember I was watching something recent, but I've always known that. That, but I I think I read something that they are are editing certain movies and stuff too because like china they get a lot of revenue over there so they're going to make more stuff and change their their scripts and everything to make it like oh china doesn't like this they don't they don't want this part in the in the movie though you can't have that so they're like okay well like we're getting a lot of money from you so we're just going to do what you want absolutely um and it's yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's just interesting to see how how big of a hold that they actually have on a lot of the industries here.
0: Yeah, they do. They do. And, and in addition to the market, the other thing you've got to understand from a startup perspective is um, because China had such rapid growth, you have a lot of um, you got a lot of money in China, a lot of uh, private private money. I mean, to the extent that there is private money in in an authoritarian state, you got a lot of private money. You got people who like owned a small business a factory and it blew up and they became multimillionaires, right? Or who like, you've got a lot of people who are new money in China, a lot of new wealthy people in China. And um, for many of them, they, uh, if you look at it from those Chinese, the perspective of those Chinese business people, they are, most of those people that age grew up um, or lived through the Cultural Revolution they're not keen on China. Like they know damn well that their money's not safe in China. So they actively, and for a while this was easier, I think it's harder now, but they actively tried to get money out of China. There there are capital controls that make it very difficult, but there are ways to do it that people would go through Hong Kong and and get money out of China. So they were actively trying to get money out of China um, so that they could invest overseas. And the U.S. um, was viewed as, especially Silicon Valley, is viewed as this shining... uh, beacon of innovation and they they were like oh now we can be players in the tech world we can go invest and so you've got a lot of tech companies that uh who, who's who's early investors and even later stage investors are is chinese money um and you know from the tech company's perspective they don't give a crap usually they just need money like if you're running a startup you know you, you don't turn down money just because you know it's a guy who owned a shoe factory in China. And you're like, well, I hate your government. Like that's, That doesn't make you turn down money. right? So, or, or a Chinese uh, venture firm, you don't turn down that money. So um, they, they take money. And then, so now a lot of these Chinese companies have stakes in, uh, in, in, in the successful startups, so. All right, um, next. Beverly, you mentioned New Hampshire. This is from Nemo Sundry. Beverly, you mentioned New Hampshire. Are you in the Free State Project? I was there from 2016, 2017.
2: How is it now? Oh no, but Carter, you you had um, the leader of it a a while back. Um, so I just I just know it from that. So we've been talking about New Hampshire as a possibility because we uh, we want to get my boyfriend and I want to get out of Chicago, so we're trying to figure out where to go. And New Hampshire is up there on that list, but the Free State Project seems like a cool deal. I just wish that they had a more specific area rather than the entire state just so you can kind of have a lot more like free thinking people in one area would be nice um but yeah so i'm not there yet but we'll see what happens
0: it's on the list right yeah yeah places uh all right best djaf says Find out who benefits and follow the money. Lenin and anyone who wants to solve a crime slash corruption. It's how we redistribute the money. Poor want more production jobs. Socialists want more jobs for social services. Following the money is a good good strategy, good plan. Why bother? Says, I have a question about unsafe space logo. Aligned N and S are bothering me. Am I the only one? Unaligned uh, N and S. Oh, you know what? You uh probably you probably aren't the only one, um, and uh, it would look weird to align them based on the way it is now. I will say this about the unsafe space logo: I'm not a designer, and when we have money to spend on a better logo, we will. But for now, it's not a great use of funds. But uh, I'm
2: not sure how. Uh, so if you're gonna if you're gonna space out the space to make each letter then the, yeah you're gonna have to change like the the colorful part and the bar so i don't know how i don't,
0: think I don't you know if do i'm bothered by it or not yeah the e's are lined up yeah right? and the a's are lined up
2: right because it's it's because of the the i think it's called kerning i forget photoshop now um but they yeah, that there's the spaces between each letter is smaller than it is in unsafe. Um, yeah,
0: that's current. It's kerning. Yeah, I think. Um, and I also don't know. It looks like those might be uh, fixed width fonts. I I don't even know if it's a fixed width font. Okay, uh, Chad. Chad says, any hope to stop the far left? Trump isn't enough. Yeah, <laughs> Trump probably isn't enough, Chad. Uh, I agree with you. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there's hope to stop the far left. Uh, My hope is to at least... uh, I I want a lifeboat of non-far leftists to... uh, Like a lifeboat of freedom lovers to preserve liberty somewhere. Uh, That's my hope. Carrie's more pessimistic or optimistic than I am. I think she thinks that yes, we can totally convince them and turn the country around. Beverly, where do you stand on the optimism pessimism scale?
2: Uh, <laughs> I think I might be a little more pessimistic. Like I said before, it's it's that I think it's that whole in, in uh, individualist and collectivist thing, and I I don't I think I'm I'm optimistic that we could separate and things will work out. <laughs> Like if we separated, we could live and they let us live our lives, then I think things would go more smoothly, yeah
0: yeah if if they let us
2: right um, I think that's that's the biggest thing they might want to try and take us over because uh, power
0: uh Mathis, the Reich by the way Bever um says the i j doesn't exist in English, it's closest to a i by the way, Beverly is great in the show, so oh. witty. I guess you're my new YouTube cr- YouTuber <laughs> crush now. Uh, not a simp.
2: Aw, oh, thanks. Ooh, I have a fan.
0: Exciting. I think we've mentioned this on the show before, but my daughter's completely a fan of Beverly. <laughs> I love Beverly is awesome. Uh, nothing bad to say about Beverly. <laughs> so, not yet. Yeah, Yeah. right. I know. She's going to be the Dungeon Master soon, which is a separate issue. <laughs> then i might have something bad to say better okay uh best djaf DJ says you have nothing to talk about why wouldn't you read the chat i don't know what that means when i don't have anything to talk about i do scroll through the chat and read it i guess i thought i had something to talk about and you didn't but you know sorry <laughs> i guess you could have put a topic in the super chat and then we would know uh, you did next one okay great here's a topic we outsource the production jobs all asians are engineers now Poor have less jobs. The West is sixty to seven percent women in university who are oppressed by STEM. We have fat studies. Who will study engineering if production is in China? We that's I think mostly true. I mean, I think that's I think that's true, all of this. Um we did outsource jobs to China or other, other parts of Asia. Um Yeah. I, I'm not Our problems are so deep and complicated that I don't think it's only attributable to outsourcing jobs. Um, and and the reasons for outsourcing jobs aren't unrelated to the US government's tax policy so or other policies. So um, yeah, it is very complicated, but we did do that. You are correct. We, we outsourced jobs. And uh, who will study engineering production? Is in China, yeah. I mean, it's a good good question. Um, I will say as a startup guy, uh, and I, I'm not trying to be rude about this, Shenzhen is more exciting than Silicon Valley. If I was going to start a new tech, tech startup and I didn't care about, if I was just a pragmatist, I didn't care about the freedom of speech or that kind of stuff, I like, and, and I had the cultural mobility, uh, I would move to Shenzhen, not Silicon Valley. Uh, and start so all right tomsky nine 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 why don't the far left live in countries like China? Apparently they are living in the utopia. makes you wonder, maybe because they haven't done it, yeah, yeah.
2: we were just talking about this yesterday my my boyfriend and me, yeah, I'm like why. Why not just go move to a socialist country though? If you if you really want it, but they won't because they they just want to make it happen here. Like, well, America's so far behind that like we need to keep up and and become more like them. So they don't want to go somewhere where it already is. They want to tear down this country to bring it down to their level.
0: Right, but if you are the libertarian type and say that you want to you, that you don't like this movement, they will immediately tell you, well, move. You can move. Mm-hmm. You can always move. Uh, yeah, but they don't respond to that. I wish they would move to Canada. They promise all the time to move to Canada. I feel like every time there's an election, they're like, if so and so wins, I'm going to move to Canada. They especially did it with trump um, right and then they they just didn't it's uh It's a great disappointment to me. It's one of my great disappointments in life that half of Hollywood didn't get up and move to Canada after Trump got.
2: There's up. so much unused space in Canada too, like if they could get past all of the uninhabitable parts <laughs> and like in the snow and things though like you just need to be innovative and make it make those parts more livable and then it'll be fine so maybe, maybe we can build something to help usher them in that direction
0: well that's the other thing right Is like all these countries that they that they that have systems that are more in line with their ideas not only do they not go there but everyone like those countries have a net uh and that loss they have emigration and mm-hmm. and they come to us uh but they come here yeah you're not supposed to <laughs> well, say why that are either. they fleeing like, oh. their countries right uh so some canadians are, are mad that i'm saying that canada should go into <laughs> that they should go to canada
2: I a couple of our, our best friends here they're canadian but they they're definitely in the socialist side of canada so that's that's my only comparison. I've heard I'm I'm part Canadian though too, somewhere in my bloodline. So I,
0: I I'm allowed to talk about it. Oh. Yeah, you are kinda nice. <laughs> <laughs> you have the nice Canadian yeah. streak. <laughs> I I don't know, Beverly. Um I, I don't uh, What do you think's gonna happen with this election? Do you think Trump's gonna win? I don't know. I don't want to
2: I don't want to make a guess, I think because I think it could legitimately go either direction. I think I'm worried about people saying like it can be a landslide. It's going to be like that it's pushing so far. And I get that I do. But then I'm nervous about, you know, people, if it's going to be like mail-in voting, if things are going to be you know fraudulent or whatever so like i i can see it going either direction i think if everything were fair and honest um i think trump would be winning but who knows and also who knows what's going to happen in the next couple of months too like i think 2020 is crazy. Things can get worse from here, and and things could just like completely flip flop into the other direction. Like something could happen that does make Trump look bad, or maybe he does make a bad decision and that affects things greatly. And and people decide like, oh, this this isn't great. However, I don't see people f- flip flopping and going to Biden. Now, like I, I don't see that as like a viable. So maybe maybe they'd go for for Joe. I'm not sure, but I just I'm
0: worried about getting too cocky about <laughs> about Trump winning. I get that. Uh, I get the worry about cockiness. I Do don't you think know You will though. Huh? I um you- I I really think that there's two issues that are not at play in 2016. I think the left is i not just I think, I know the the big tech is more actively trying to influence the election, that's clear. So they are swaying people more and they, you know, uh, who was it? It was uh, Richard Epstein who uh, testified uh, to Congress I think last year about how, I think he said they had already, they swayed like 10 million votes towards Hillary based on their practices in 2016. so I think they're definitely, they've definitely stepped up their game there. So that's kind of scary. Um, and I – as much as the left like, – whenever the left says you got to worry about Trump's doing blah, 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 right? They're just projecting. So you can literally just read their game plan by – based on like what they're accusing Trump is going to do. Uh, like, mm-hmm. Trump's going to do this. I'm like, oh, so that's your plan. Um, I, I think they're going to try and steal the election like, like actual electoral fraud on a mass – scale um i don't trust them at all and so i don't think trump would do electoral fraud partly because i don't think he has the infrastructure or know how to do it like trump he's an outsider he doesn't have the apparatus like the republican party doesn't even really like him that much like i don't i don't think he can do that but the left does they own the deep state they own the bureaucracy um they could they could and i think they will try so and and it's concerning to me that Hillary Clinton says things like, you know, don't concede no matter what, because. Uh, and maybe Biden won't listen to her, but still, I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it. That could mean after after the election, too, though, like, don't give up
2: like we, we can make it happen. Even if Trump wins. Oh, that's what I Biden mean. Biden will still. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I think that's what she means. Um, and so, yeah. you know, she didn't concede right away. Uh, She did eventually, but she still talks about having the election stolen from her, Um, Mm -hmm. which is just a stupid. Can I just address this? I hate when people say she won the popular vote and yet Trump won the Electoral College. This is a this is a flaw in the system. Let's just put aside the fact that the Electoral College is not a flaw. It's a design feature and it's intentional. Let's just put that on the side for just a moment. Trump spent money understanding the game of winning the Electoral College. That's where he spent his money. (laughs) Hillary spent money and time, both of them money and time, playing the same game. She lost the game. Pointing to a different game and saying, I won by those rules, so I would have won, makes no sense. If those were the rules, Trump would have spent time and energy on a different game. And so would you. We don't know what the popular vote would have been had the rules been different. The popular vote would not be the popular vote that it was. That's all we know. Because... You know, Trump ignores states like California because it's – he's not going to win. He knows it, so he doesn't go. But if it was all popular vote, maybe he would spend time in California trying to convince some of them. Um, so, like, strategy depends on the rules. You can't afterwards say, well, you know, I, I would have run on – on other rules, I would have won, and therefore I really won. It's like, no, <laughs> you weren't playing under those rules, and he knew it, and you knew it. So you can't I like say like the Hillary impression. Happened. I can't stand Hillary. I mean, you, you do a good voice of her. Uh, or, I'm Hillary Clinton. I
2: talk like this. I, um, I really think. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Um, oh, my my friends, that they, they're definitely trying to push to get rid of the Electoral College, and that really concerns me. And I and it makes me sad. And it was something, I got confused about more uh, more until recently because I was like, yeah, well, that makes sense. Like you have so many people, like, why, why don't you have all of the people say have a say in it though? More people. And, and so it was something that I would like learn and then forget, but now it's like really ingrained in me in that it's giving the state's, a more of an equal say Because if you give it to the popular vote You're going to have California, Illinois, New York like Those ones are going to be have like the most say And control And then you're going to have the smaller ones not be able to So And and it's not just like All of the people We're not the United People of America We're the United States of America Right. And, and that's why I think If we split up They can have their own country You can just split it however you want to split it up And they can be the United People of America And have their popular vote And just do it that way um, but this way you have all the people in rural areas and stuff, too, like their vote matters. Like it's it's not just the cities controlling necessarily. I mean, you still kind of have that like Illinois is no matter where they stand, Chicago is going to rule that, too. But at least among the other smaller states, they get a say in it. And yeah, so I'll see that on Facebook and just be like I don't say anything and I don't really like comment much. But I have done like sad face on things like that, too. And so I'm just like back up and. We'll see if anyone says anything. They usually
0: don't. They ignore you. That's good because eventually yeah. they'll call you out and mob you. I don't.
2: I told you that that one person. I did have that at one point because I was liking the, like the wrong thinking comments yeah. and others. I don't. I don't comment myself, but I was just liking them. And then someone called me out, and she was just like, "Are you just liking these things uh, as a joke?" And I said, and I responded. I was like. Well, actually, I'm a minarchist, and if you want to talk about it, like, I'd be happy to talk about it one-on-one with you at some point, like, maybe over video chat, and then I just never heard—I thought I was going to get the mob, but then I just never heard back, so I was a little disappointed.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I uh, There's an issue I would compromise on, which is the, let's split up, and I'll compromise on what states you guys get and what states everyone else gets. Like, that's a fine— Okay, okay, we'll compromise on states, uh yeah, but which states would you give up Oh, if we could have a state where it was only people who wanted to be left alone and agreed to leave other people alone, I would give up I would take literally any state, maybe I shouldn't state this in case we're ever in a negotiation because <laughs> i would I would ask for you know a lot more, uh but at the end of the day, one tiny state would be enough, New Hampshire would be fine like fine done right uh I'll, I'll take it uh you know there are other states that would be preferable but um i mean I, look i'd love california it's a beautiful state there's a lot going on here but you know we're never going to get that state uh that's the the heart of the <laughs> it's like the belly of the beast so they're not going to give up their capital but uh right i don't know all right let's do a couple of super chats i'm gonna close it out because this has been a long show actually which is good uh Richard Petz says, no, 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 please, no more here in Canada. We're already screwed up. Screwed here up. <laughs> you don't want some uh, – I almost called him Justin Timberlake. Justin Trudeau. You don't want some more Trudeau fans? <laughs>
2: How about yeah. Justin Timberlake becomes your
0: – Yeah, maybe. Later. Uh, DJAF says, I came in 90th and all technology was in the West. Maybe 90s. And they outsourced all production technology. They redirected money to service industry. If we don't have production science, we only have banking and natural resources. Yeah, no, I get that argument. In fact, Peter Schiff makes an argument about uh, the importance of manufacturing. Um, So I get that. Uh, I I think it makes a lot of sense. I also, the thing I don't agree with Peter Schiff on is he dismisses intellectual property. And I do think intellectual property matters. Um, quite a quite a quite significantly but China doesn't hasn't respected it in the past at all which is a, a theft which is theft um, which we seem to not care about or haven't too much um, another one from best DJF says all socialists want is more money for themselves if they would be the poor working class they would try to bring back production and restrict immigration we're only outsourcing the specific jobs that's that's interesting, right? Because the left used to be the working class, um, but they are no longer. And, and by the way, I hate the phrase working class, which I've said before, but whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. I know what you mean by it. Um, yeah, they used to be all about the the working class, but no no more. <laughs> um, now they're all about the, professor, the professorial class. They're about the cathedral. Like, well, those downtrodden college professors and journalists need to... They need the kind of country that's good for them. That's what they care about. Uh, (laughs) uh, Someone says, but Hillary won the popular vote. That is a fact. So by stating the fact that you get annoyed, are you guys allergic to facts? Do you not know how to argue, dude? (laughs) (laughs) I'm annoyed that that's an argument that she won. She didn't win. That's not how the election works. It doesn't, yes, she won the popular vote. That's a fact. And that's not not how the election works. They're so, arguing
2: that she should have won like truly because, won the because popular of that. Right. That's what their argument is. It's not just, and you can, you can say that. You can say that fact all you want. Okay. Like, but if your point is to try and say that because she won that, she should be president. No, that's what I'm going to say that you're right. wrong. And
0: that's right. ridiculous. Right. All right. Well, on that note, um, cool. Whew, made it through all of them. Thank you this guys for the super one. chat. Yeah. Yeah. Right, that's ahead.
2: what she said. Ugh.
0: Beverly, Beverly is very good at any kind of joke that would be in, uh, that would be in the office. And uh, I mean the show, yeah. the office.
2: Right, so. right. Because <laughs> we said that you were Michael Scott before, but I do a lot of, more of
0: his jokes. So you took that's over. Fine. You took over. Michael Scott. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I but yeah. I don't they... know. I, I, Who am I, Dwight? I mean, I don't know what that leaves me. <laughs>
2: I don't know. I mean, I, I like Jim because I like I like looking at the camera and just, and being being the straight man too. But it's tough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you for the super chats and thank you for having me on the show, Carter. This is a lot of fun. Um, it was neat to to do all this stuff. And do you want to mention book club too on this? Like oh, since you, you
0: guys could. There needs to be an adult here, or else I don't do it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, obviously, we're gonna have Beverly back because she's part of our team and uh we've wanted to have her on the show for a while. So uh but we are going to mention book club. So, what's today? The 28th. So, the yeah, next we have I we actually pick, have so. people asked that we pick um books for uh like the next two books in a row because they want to have extra time if they want to skip one and do the next or whatever. So, we did that and uh, for those of you who are new to book club and don't realize this is how it goes, we we usually alternate between fiction and nonfiction. fiction so we just finished Atlas Shrugged, um, and you can go here. I'll even put it up on the screen. I'll, I'll be all fancy. You can go to, uh, you can go to is, uh, There's a book club link here, and our next book is September 23rd. It is Human Diversity by Charles Murray. You can buy it here if you want. We'll get a few pennies out of it, um, and the one after that is October 18th, which is the Screw Tape Letters by c.s lewis so uh those are the next two books and uh i hope you can join we have i love our book club discussions we've met some really interesting people in our book club discussions and uh yeah i I think they're great they're great so if you can join it uh join it what else do we need to say anything else beverly am i missing anything else um
2: please like subscribe and share our videos. Um, clips come out daily at noon central time. Cause that's my time. And I
3: didn't <laughs> so even you know have that. To so figure okay, out your cool. time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you really like us, you can consider donating at unsafespace.com slash donate. It's on, uh, you can link to subscribe star as well. Um, so they do monthly donations on there even a dollar would be nice cuz we have like 24,000 subscribers or yeah subscribers on youtube right now so if everyone gave a dollar that would be like over 2 million pennies and you could watch carter swim in just a pile of pennies right if you if you each donate so consider that um mm, i think mm. that's everything
0: it's a great sales pitch
2: <laughs> so it's the intermittent frivolity we're going to have watch you just swim in a in a pool of pennies
0: I feel like you um, you pretend to not do the intermittent frivolity, but then you you're just as about the intermittent frivolity as Carrie is at the end of the day. So
2: absolutely, I mean, yeah, I I'll I'll, I'll swing in all directions. I'll play I'll play devil's advocate to anything.
0: <laughs> TMI. On that note, uh, <laughs> on that note, everyone have a great weekend. We will see you on Monday, and thank you again, Beverly. And Beverly will be back. Uh, who knows when. But and Carrie will be back on Monday, I think. And um, yeah. Bye, everyone.
2: Cool. Bye. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thanks for watching. If you're new to the channel, we have a deep content library that includes interviews with everyone from Mike Cernovich to Megan Murphy. So go check it out. If you'd like to see more, please consider supporting the show by visiting unsafespace.com slash donate. You can find us on all the major social media platforms, at least for now, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space chat on Telegram. See you there.
3: Warning. This is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been authorized by the cathedral. Pay no attention to it. For your protection, the following co-conspirators have been unpersoned and marked for cancellation. Please avoid any contact with these individuals. 97% of scientists agree that these are all Russian bots. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. These are not riots. These are spontaneous, peaceful, campfires. Here, have a marshmallow. Computer voice, Curtis, never mind. That last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.